What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Untitled Sports Podcast. Uh, Keith, I got you. Um, this is the podcast where we talk about basketball, mainly the NBA, mainly the 76ers. I'm assuming we're going to be talking about the 76ers a lot today. We we have a lot of we have a lot of things to talk about. Also, we are live right now. So if you listen to this yes, later yes. on any platforms, come find us at the Low Lights Network on YouTube where we're going to do this more often. Uh, yep. I don't know if we're going to do this every week or once every other week, but we are live right now. So if you like the sports, you want to get into the sports, you want to talk sports, um, mostly basketball, uh, you can yep. come in here and, uh, you know, talk to us, talk to us. More, We just want to find more ways that we can engage with you because we just hit uh, over 100 downloads on, on our uh, network. Uh, we appreciate every one of you. Um, yeah, we just appreciate all the love and support. As long as y'all keep loving it, we're going to keep doing it. Yep. Also, due to some uh, behind-the-scenes business transactions that we won't get into here, some some uh, some mergers, some some uh, some some deals, some handshakes that were made. Uh, we are also live on our website, which you can check out at www.blackflagent.online. That is www.blackflagent.online. Because I can spell. I um, can. Yeah, Akila and the B over here. Um, God, that was an old movie. I just ate it myself. You know she still anyway. can spell it? Oh, yeah, yeah. They she recently, did it. They she recently, did. yeah, she recently yep. actually asked her. She was like, she don't yep. forget her lines. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I would have been forgot that. I would have. Maybe, that, I don't know. Was, I don't know. There's what, some, 13 there's some weird, that? yeah, there's some weird words that I learned how to spell that I can still spell, even though I never used them. So I don't know. Maybe I would still remember it. Like, I can still remember... Uh, Pachycephalosaurus. The uh, those are the dinosaurs with the bone heads that okay. like ram into each other. Okay. I can remember how to spell that. Apache. Uh, I play Apache. Ark. I play Ark. I name it Apache. Oh, okay. I get it. You name the dinosaur that? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a well. This is nice not a dinosaur around. podcast. This is not a freaking spelling bee. This no, is not. a basketball podcast. Yes, it is. And let's get into let's get into how I was right. That's sure, sure. Let's get into it. I predicted the finals. Yep. Yep. And then I got it right. I got it completely right. So if you're a you Celtics did. fan, I'm the reason. Yep. I am the reason you guys lost. Because by the way, that person who got Boston Celtics 2022 NBA champs tattooed. Listen, I feel like you should keep it. Because you weren't off. You weren't off. Y'all was in the finals. If it was an Eastern Conference banner, then you probably would have been a little bit closer. But, Technically, yeah. But you got close. I don't think you you, you remove it. I, I think it, 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 you remind yourself that you guys went all the way. I mean, you didn't win a championship, but you, you definitely went farther than any anybody thought the Celtics was going to do, especially when yeah. they were sub-500 in the beginning of – literally in the beginning of this year. I think – the what you should do is you should keep it and then when the Celtics do win the championship, just get the twenty twenty the twenty two crossed out and get like <laughs> Yeah, get yeah I was one year off, man. I was yeah. one year off. I think that would be funny. I think that would be funny. That would be a good a good way to, to hold on to it and have it not be completely stupid. So this whole um, this whole this whole episode for the yeah. most part, is going to be about rumors, trade rumors, draft rumors. This whole episode is predicated to this because so much rumors. Yes, yeah, so much has happened um, 
in the last week. Some things have come out. Um, and I want to get into one of the weakest rumors there is. Okay. And and because because Lakers have such a, a a big fan base, the Lakers are interested in Bradley Bill, and that's where the fuck that's gonna stop. Because you can't have, you don't have shit to give up. Yeah, you can't you can't get Bradley. See, the thing is the the thing that's kind of ironic is that they're the trade piece that they're probably going to end up not even probably that they're definitely going to have to have to uh, move to get him is Russell Westbrook who they just got from the wizards. Right. The wizards literally traded away Westbrook to get what you have. Do you really think they're about to just turn around and undo the trade? Like give you back. (laughs) I think Bradley Beal plus for a guy that they just gave away. Like it, it doesn't make sense. I think I think I think I think the trade happens only if Bradley Bill says he wants to go to the Lakers. I I only think I think I think I think that only happens if he wants to because I think the Wizards are going to honor him by getting him to where he wants. I think there's yeah. going to be definitely draft capital capital evolved. I think the Lakers they have to trade. You didn't want to trade that shit and and that John Wall swap cool, but you're going to have to trade that shit for Bradley Bill. Like you're 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 gonna have yeah. to, you have no choice. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's, I think it has to have like Tyler Horton Tucker. It has to have some some stuff like that. I think I think Russell Westbrook will eventually get a buyout from the Wizards, um, and I think they would start off you know Kuzma. Uh, they got uh, Denny. Um, they got a got they got some nice young talent. Rui. Um, uh, so they got some nice young talent that they can um form a little team with, especially in the East. You can you can do some things in the East. Yeah. I mean, I think I think you're right that the only way it happens is if he specifically requests the Lakers. Yeah. Because if he requests a trade, almost anybody else can give you a better deal. Almost it, Miami, Philly, yeah. uh, like Portland, like almost anybody else can give you a better deal than what L.A. can give you. Yeah. Like the when the centerpiece of a trade is Russell Westbrook? You're, there's there's better deals to be had elsewhere. Yeah, that's that's such a one sided trade. Yeah. Um, that forces the Washington to do a rebuild. Um, yeah. the first rebuild in a minute. Um, right. I mean, y'all y'all have been constant constantly competitive. I would say, uh, competitive. I mean, not always yeah. making the playoffs, but being on the cusp, or you know, just being being. They've never the, been the worst team. Yeah, they've never been the worst team. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's a positive thing to be, uh, but it's also yeah. one of the negative things you could be because the worst thing you could be is in the middle of the pack. Yep, which the Sixers were With, prior it, to the Yeah, Andre Iguodala, Drew Holidays, Evan Turner, Spencer Halls, that that had to be blown up because it yeah. was not going nowhere. Iggy was not a, a, a franchise star. He was a yeah. number three star at best, yeah. uh, I feel like. Minute, uh, I think the minute Evan Turner didn't, Pan, pan out, out yeah. it was that was when it was time because he was supposed to be like the final piece yeah. of the puzzle more or less like you had you brought Elton Brand back you brought you know you got Iggy you brought uh Lou Williams like well Lou Williams was already there like Spencer Hawes Thaddeus Young Drew Holiday who you drafted the year prior who's going to be the franchise you know point guard so like Evan Turner was really the final piece of the puzzle. Like he was really the, stu- the shooting guard. Like they had yeah. a point guard, they had a small forward, they had a power and on top forward. Of that, he, 
he was he was a point forward where it, he was like right oddly good and it was weird because like you didn't really see that many mm-hmm. point forwards before everybody became a playmaker nowadays where point yeah. forward was a rare like it was rare yeah. that a a forward could could do the playmaking that he was and and he uh actually played better as as he was traded he was playing better as a point guard um prior prior to that it was like three point forwards in the league yeah <laughs> like lebron yeah. i mean penny magic penny, Grant. yeah nah i wouldn't even consider penny and magic they were point guards point guard. like okay. they were who they didn't were play on the, the ball. position who didn't play the position right right grant lebron maybe scotty that might be it that might be it i mean even cuz uh yeah, Brandon Roy was a shooting guard, right? Or point guard. It was a shooting guard. Was a guard shooting guard. Back. Yeah, like it's there's there really aren't that many point forwards. There weren't that many prior to that era. But I think I, yeah, if I'm Washington, I think the first thing you got to do is talk to Bradley Bill. What do you want to do? Do you want to stay? Do you want to go? If you do want to go, give me a list of teams. Right. Like work with me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like uh, give me give me a list. Don't give me don't say just LA. Don't yeah. say if you're gonna trade me, trade me to LA. Cause that cause you basically tie in our hands at that point. Give me a list so that way I cannot do LA. <laughs> and I feel like it if they do that trade, Bradley Bill somehow gets to, to the Lakers. If he wants to go to the Lakers, we're not saying he wants to, but let's say he does. I think there's definitely a third team involved. I definitely yeah. think the the Wizards will want a third team involved because even if you you get Westbrook, you're probably going to let him go. Mm-hmm. I would you probably would rather because there's a team interested in him. This ties in more to the rumors that the Hornets want Russell Westbrook. Yeah, so you might do a three team trade where they get Russell Westbrook, you get probably like a Gordon Hayward uh, pairing with picks or something like that. Gordon Hayward yeah. is like, even though Gordon Hayward is getting paid thirty million dollars, his game in the NBA right now is way more respectable than what West, West, Westbrook would provide. Um, yeah, he so, fits. Yeah, he just fits in more places. Yeah, he fits. He fits. He's a, he's very much a fit piece. He's a, a locker room leader. He got the Hornets um, yep. before he got injured. Um, they they were doing very well. Um, so maybe that's a three team trade, multiple teams, picks going places. So I think that that it, the 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 deal, the original deal, would have to expand. I think for the Wizards to like it. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, even then the third team that takes Westbrook has to be like, there have to be there's, like there's on only the one more year of, though. There's they have to be on the verge of like doing what OKC just did, like just blowing it all up. Like it would have to be a team like that, but because I don't really see, because I I see Russell Westbrook right now being in the same stage of his career that Chris Paul was when he went to OKC. Mm. Like a team can use him, sure, but he has to be in the right spot in order for his potential to be maximized. And as of right now, there isn't really anybody who needs what he does to like get them over the hump. Is there a world? Where Russell Westbrook ends up back on the Thunder? Maybe. I mean, if it's only for a year, do you think like maybe. they they would the because the, the Thunder have cap space? You think they would trade like a Lou Dort 
um, some pieces that they don't really see are future assets. Bring back Russell Westbrook as as a vet, and yeah. he knows the city. The city loves him. Uh, he got the key to the city recently. Um, you know, have him as a vet. You know, pay him that money, kind of like with uh, who who's getting paid all this fucking money? Kevin Love. Kevin Love yeah. is getting way overpaid, but he he fits the city. He won the championship with the city. He's the veteran. Yeah. Kind of like Kevin Love could give him that, that type of situation. The only difference is OKC is much further from competing than Cleveland is. Yeah. But I'm, I'm still. But, but at the same time, OKC has the number two pick mm-hmm. in the draft this year. Like They have a ton of first round picks going forward. So it's like if you could bring back Russell Westbrook next year on a much cheaper deal just to be like that veteran presence like Kevin Love is, I think there is a probably a scenario where they do turn it around fairly quickly. I don't think it's going to be like their bottom of the barrel for years. I think they'll, they're will they probably back, back in the playoffs within two or three years. Because the, the one thing that I, I will not let people forget is that Russell Westbrook carried the fucking OKC, carried OKC to the playoffs that year that Kevin Durant left, the year that he won MVP. He carried them. He carried them. Um, He had Victor Oladipo, uh, who wasn't Victor Oladipo that we would later see in in, uh, Indiana. He had Sabonis, who wasn't the Sabonis that we would later see in Indiana. He had Andre Roberson. He had, like, I think Derek Fisher for for a brief. Yeah, Steven Adams and stuff like that. So he took a team to the playoffs. I feel yeah. like I feel like he not even has that, not even just that they were the fifth seed. Yeah, there was, were three. Teams I think it was a six. Them. I think he was actually six. I think he actually was a six seed. Okay, because I think he was like the first yeah. one to to win MVP the first, out of yeah, yeah, the yeah. top five. I think so. Yeah. He has the. I think he still has the willpower. I think he still has the respect. He definitely has the respect of the city. He definitely had the respect of the organization. So I think he mm-hmm. will go to a place and, and it wouldn't be demanding because at that point he would kind of have to face it. This is not a championship team. Right. Uh, I'm probably never going to win a championship. Maybe is that hard for him to face? Is that hard for him to, to care about? Does he even care about it anymore? You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's hard to say, hey, come here. You're going to sit here. You're probably not going to win another. You're probably never going to win a championship. But hey, because like Kevin Love, at least we could say Kevin Love already got his. You know what team honestly might be the perfect fit for Russell Westbrook? Denver. Where you can have a, a center who doesn't need to be in the paint, who's also a great passer. Russ can pretty much just be the transition scorer and just drive to the basket all game. And we know, like, Russ isn't a great defender, but he's good enough. He's, I mean, probably better than Jamal Murray was. But even when Jamal Murray gets back, Jamal's a shooter. Like, you know, the and, idea of going to a team where the paint just could be empty, like they could literally play four out with Jokic out in the perimeter and still be just as deadly. See, the the thing I think about that, that, that could work, but I don't think Jokic is as great as a shooter as we think he is because he, no. he his, his, his shot selling, his shot selection is very smart. Like he's very smart when he's shooting the yeah. ball. So it, it looks better because he takes it. All right, well, I need it. All right, I need to take it now. Or I need, all right, we down three. Or we could do on his run. If I hit this, like, going to run, get a stop, sure. swing the ball up, change the momentum. He's very smart with his shot selection. So I don't know if putting, leaving him on, on, the, on the corner or put him in the corner would necessarily be the thing. Obviously, Westbrook is definitely a slasher, so you do a lot of pick and pop. Maybe you do a pick and roll with Aaron Gordon. Right. Uh, Jokic has the ball. 
throwing lobs to, to the other way around. That's that would be fucking insane. The fucking center yeah. throwing lobs to the point guard. But it you know, it's that's something to work, but also something that was tied in, obviously you said that it would be a perfect it would be more of a better fit. Obviously we are not talking yeah. about the contracts involved because he yeah. is going to make yeah. forty six million dollars next year. I think yeah. he's a top five paid player in the NBA. Um yeah. in order to do that, Denver would have to move Michael Porter Jr. and probably Aaron Gordon. See, and that just that just depletes their team. One thing I would want to know is how much Denver fans value MPJ. Like how much because he has this back injury. He had a back injury coming into the league and yeah. now it is now resurfaced. And it took him yeah. out the rest of the year. And when he yeah. when he was playing, trying to play through it, he looks fucking shitty. So now how much is that value? Is that kind of like you see it happening now? Do we give up on it? Because once Dwight Howard got a back injury, it, it derailed his entire career. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that worked for Dwight was getting back into shape, like losing a lot of weight mm-hmm. with Michael Porter Jr. because he's still fairly young. He doesn't really have a whole lot of weight to lose to begin with. Plus, on top of that, for him, he's had so many non-contact injuries that that's more worrying than anything else. And then it's been so long. Like, he's had it since his, like, literal since it was high school. freshman year of, yeah. Like, so freshman year of college and then back into, what, sophomore year or junior year of high school? Or yeah. senior it was, year? It was his, I think it was, like, his senior year. Yeah. Because so like, it was red flags about it when they when they signed. When he went to, uh, I forgot where, where school he Missouri. went to. Missouri, yeah. When he went to... Uh, we went to Missouri. It was red flags about that, but they were like, bro, we're college. We're not paying them. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We want to sell jerseys. Yeah. We do whatever we have to do. Um, right. But the I think what's more scarier than the Dwight situation is that Dwight never had a back injury before that. Yeah, this exactly. is now number two or three with yeah. him. And not only that, but Dwight was older. Yeah, Dwight did. Dwight was was in Houston, after, I think. When uh, it happened, no, he was, was in a he was in L.A. It was in L.A. It was L.A. Okay. That was part of why why he was saying, you know, he never got a fair shake in L.A. was because he was playing through an injury and nobody cared. I mean, mean, when you're playing next to Kobe, it's hard. When you're you're playing in in a city that expects a championship. Like, y'all were on Slam Magazine, Steve Nash, Kobe, Powell, Dwight. When you're super team, you're super team, even though Steve Nash came out of retirement to play. Um he was forty two, so I, I don't I don't know how super you, you thought she was gonna be. Obviously Dwight was coming out of Orlando, um where it's crazy how they got two centers out of Orlando um yeah. to come to come there. Uh and they and both play with Kobe. And they both and they both won championships, uh so yeah. with the Lakers. So it's crazy um that Orlando had two Supermans and none of them could save him. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Magic fans. I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I had to throw that in there. I had to, I had to throw that in there. We talked. Hey, talk- listen. Speaking of the magic, it's looking like Chet isn't no longer isn't a, a lock at number one anymore. Um, I heard. I'm he surprised. Was, I actually heard he was never a lock. That they I mean, were more so Jabari Smith. I w- I was surprised. I really thought that Chet fit their timeline, and on top of that, the connection that he already has with Jalen Suggs, like. I, w- I was surprised. I really thought that Chet was like the ideal fit. And the fact they have no centers, once again, a lot of their centers are free yeah. agent. They didn't sign Mo Bamba because of how big, you know, this is a big man draft for real. Um, yeah. And and 
it's always crazy because it's always like a top three. It's always a top three. Every year there's a top three. The pe- person picking third has the most easiest decision because whoever falls to you, you just draft. Yep. So yep. it's most likely going to be Paolo. Um, just that's still it. great. That's it, right? Paolo? It's Paolo. It's not Paolo. Yeah. I know somebody said no. Pablo, and I was like, what the fuck are you saying? I think it was Pablo. <laughs> it's Pablo. But yeah. So it's like Paul. It's like Paul. Oh. Paulo. <laughs> no, it's like Paulo. I think it's Paolo. Paolo. Because it's P A O L O. I know his last shit yeah. name is Benchero, so. Uh, it, Which is still good. I think I mean I, I actually think he's especially the best player with Houston. I think he's the best player in this draft, honestly. If I am I'm yeah. going, I think he's the most NBA ready. I think he has the most I don't know, I don't think he has the most potential. I think I think Chet has the most potential, yeah. but I think he like he's one of those guys where you go okay, if these two don't pan out, I know I know for sure he's he at least going to be an All Star type player. He kind of reminds me, and it's, it's crazy because another Duke player as far Zion? not the, not the game, but as far as like the situation, he reminds me a little bit of Jabari Parker. Ooh, I thought you were gonna Jabari, go Zion. No, because Jabari Jabari Parker. When when the draft was happening in 2014, remember, most people felt like Joel Embiid was the number one pick, but he had injury issues, so yeah. he slid down. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins got drafted first overall purely based off of potential. Jabari Parker, everybody felt like clearly had the best, most NBA-ready game yeah. out of those top three players. Bro, his, before the injuries, he was playing like mellow. Like, I was yeah. like, legit. He didn't play defense. Exactly. He, he was like all buckets. Right. I think Paolo's in a similar situation where if you just look at their game and their bodies, it, like Paolo's the most NBA. Like he can step in and be a contributor on any team. Yeah, and not I think- just not just the worst team in the league or like a rebuilding team. Like he could go to LA and be a starter right now. Um, like any any cont- any team in the NBA, he can go to and he can contend and he can be a contributor and help them win a championship. But on a team that's rebuilding, he definitely will come in and have great numbers, have great individual stats. But the team itself might not win. I think I think the Rockets are a perfect situation for him. When you, yeah. you're your two best players, other than I guess he would be your third or you know whatever, he'll be one of your best players, one of your young prospects. The other two are guards. Yeah, exactly. The other two are guards who like to throw lobs. Uh, we we mentioned uh, a European center from the Rockets in the previous effort, uh, previous episode. That was Alfred Singoon. Mm-hmm. Alfred Singoon was the uh, person we were looking for. Um, but yeah, um, let's hop into another rumor. Um, the Miami Heat are interested in tra- these 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 two rumors kind of go together. Um, okay. The Miami Heat are interested in trading for Jeremy Grant because. The 76ers are now the favorites. Yeah, the to sign. land PJ Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. They said thirty million though. Thirty million. Now, I don't million. know. How, this is the thing about PJ Tucker. How Tucker's. long is that deal? Three years. Okay. Three years in the back. I think the uh, the um, next year they said next year would be five million guaranteed, and the year after that the whole contract would be guaranteed. So he really? wouldn't be necessarily making ten million this year. Um. But this is the thing about PJ. We're going to tap into Jeremy. They obviously want to get Jeremy because they're they're in their heads. They're going. PJ just opted out of seven million. That means he's going to he's somewhere else is going to pay him more, right? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know how his Miami situation is. I don't know how he, cool he was with everyone in there. I didn't know how it really worked out for him in his mind. Mm-hmm. But think about it. Who else did he play with when he was in Darryl. Houston? James Harden. And Who? for Daryl Morey. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Daryl Morey could be like, yo, PJ, listen, I'm going to give you this bag. You got to come here, though. Miami yep. can't pay you this. Miami can't afford to pay you this. Come yeah. over here. You know I hey, Joel's here. You could take up at the Joel. You know, you, we need an enforcer. You can hit that corner three. We don't care if we're going to pay you to your 40 because that's how much we want you. If Miami yeah. was really going to really – if they really wanted you, they wouldn't be looking to trade into Jeremy Grant. <laughs> like, he probably in his ear like that because Derrick Morey seems like a cool-ass boss. Like, he seemed like the cool boss. That's the only thing what you just said is the only thing that's making me hesitant is the fact that he'll be 40. I think like a lot of people forget that PJ Tucker came into the league at like the same time as JJ Redick. Like he looks younger than he actually is, but he's not a young. I will player. also I also put in there that PJ came into the league young. Yeah, he yeah. then proceeded to play overseas for six years. That's why his NBA career doesn't seem that long. As yeah. as it, I mean, it's kind of long. I think he played in the NBA for eleven years now. Um, yeah, but it doesn't seem that long because he played overseas for six years. Um, he came over when he was 26 to, I think to the Raptors, I think I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, or Phoenix. Oh, no, no, I think he got drafted to the Raptors and okay. when he came back, he went to Phoenix. Oh yeah. Cause he, he didn't play another time with Raptors. So he played with DeMar yeah. and Kyle, but yeah, but I, for who PJ is, I would trade for that. Like even I feel like his, his production would trade for him or would you sign him? I'm going to sign, I'm going to sign, a... sign, sign, sign. Oh, sign, okay. Sign. I would sign. I would. I would if the Heat are trying to do a signing trade, then no. Listen, this this is what I'm gonna say. We are we were paying Danny, who was already starting to decline, ten million dollars. Not yeah. only not only is PJ a better defender still, a better defender still, but people don't. He's an enforcer too. He could be yeah. our Draymond. That's how I think of it. I think of it him being our Draymond. Him being the the fucking enforcer, him being Joel doesn't have to do shit no more. He's in everybody's face. He's a passionate dude. He loves the fucking game of basketball. He's gonna be in everybody's ear. And and like I feel like that rubs off on people and it starts to establish more of a, a identity. Yeah. And I think everybody I think most people who watch the Sixers would agree that that's the type of player that we need. Yeah. We we were missed it. We missed that. Faces. We missed not that. gonna care. Yeah, yeah. We, we missed that. That's what we missed in, in Jimmy. And JJ and JJ, yeah, yeah. So TJ, I, I shit, like, yeah. Amir Johnson agree. was even would... getting on people's ass. Like that, that was. <laughs> like, Amir that was jo- yeah, Amir Johnson would get yeah. motherfuckers. Like, we I, need that. I would, I would say PJ Tucker would be a great signing if we could get him for nine million a year. I would. That would be better. But but, like, but the whole thing is not getting guaranteed. Yeah, the exactly. Only only year that would be guaranteed would be his first year. First year. But that would also coincide with the most expensive year of Harden's contract. But so that ties in to something else. Okay, go ahead. Just breaking today that Woj said on SportsCenter today um, when I was watching that James Harden's going to opt out. He's expected to opt out. Whoa. Okay. He's opting out, and and it was another report that Daryl Morey says they're going to sign him to a three-year deal. And I, I think it's going to be in the 80s to the 90s. So that's like 25 a year. Oh, okay. So See, I, think- I, would pre- 
I didn't know that. And honestly, that makes me appreciate James a little bit more <laughs> because <laughs> if so, you if you're that selfish, because because remember, he can't. The whole point of him coming here was to win a ring. Mm-hmm. If your contract is literally the thing that's holding you back from that, you got to make a you have to make a decision on what you're going to sacrifice. And I'm glad that he chose the money because in his stage of his in this stage of his career, like, bro. I'm not going to tell you that you deserve less because I would, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't do that. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, you've made enough money. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so, and, and cause a lot of people like Patrick Beverly were like, yo, you don't never leave no money on the table. Yeah. Patrick Beverly, you don't you, leave no money on the table. You don't leave no money on You, table. cause you don't know when your next contract is going to come. When exactly. these antics, these antics run out and people get tired of your ass, you're not yeah. getting no, you're not getting another contract because your play does not about- match your, your attitude. We're talking about a guy who's already gotten the two hundred million. We're talking guy. about an all-time player. We're talking about yeah. somebody who's on the NBA seventy fifth list. So he literally has nothing left to get, but a except rank. So the the contract once again will be a three year deal. Um, three. This is this is what reported. Obviously, it's nothing signed to free agency, but a three year mm-hmm. deal from either ranging from eighty five to a hundred million. Um, yeah. Three three years short term deal. I'm pretty sure is going to be a a front deal where he gets the majority of his money in his front and, and it declines over the year instead of going up in a year. Um, okay. If he ups out, he does. Uh, I think that does mess up his bird rights. I think so. We even if we they wanted to sign him to a well, bigger deal, doesn't that I mess don't it think, up? I don't think so. I think bird rights uh, purely is just. In a in a matter, it only regards to like uh, the team that you are currently on. Okay. The team that currently is paying you, the team that is currently paying you, will always be able to offer you more money. Yes. Yeah, so- it's the same thing with it's the same thing with look what happened with Kawhi in Toronto. Like he took less money to go to the Clippers because the Toronto held had his bird rights. Okay. His, I, his think, I think I think I got confused. You could you could trade your bird rights, but you can't once you leave a team that does not travel. No, it does not travel. Okay. You're right. Right. Cool. Yeah. All yeah. right, so so James takes that deal, frees up cap space. Obviously, um, there's another report saying that we're looking to clear cap space so we can bring in a uh, PJ Tucker. Um, that we're tra- trying to trade Matisse Thybul in a pick. Um, trading Matisse Thybul, and when you're getting PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker at this point of his career is fucking. It's crazy to say, but you're getting a better player, and it's yeah. so crazy to say because he's 37 as we speak. Um, 37, Matisse, 25, he's going to have a, a very, uh, he's going to have a long career. Matisse is going to yeah. have a very long career. I really love Matisse. But if you have to clear that way, 23, to go get an established guy, you're trying to win now, your Joel's championship window is right now, you got to do it. Um, it also shows that we are interested in Eric Gordon, another former Houston Rocket member um, who's mm-hmm. over in uh, uh Still over in Houston. He he was not one of the fortunate people to make it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. Yeah, no, no. I mean, somebody who's on that team that in, oh, in, the, yeah, in the, yeah, yeah. the glory years. Um, yeah, true. So he he's still there. Um, Danny Green's contract. They said they want a first round pick. So maybe that's. I don't know if you you trade your first round pick, Danny's contract, to to Houston to get that. We just saw Christian Wood get traded for nothing. Um. Yeah. So Eric Gordon is older. Um. He is I more think, of a set shooter, but you know. yeah, I think Christian. I think they traded Christian because he purely just didn't fit the timeline. Eric Eric Gordon doesn't make, fit that shit either. So exactly. You, so you, I think they'll be more inclined. But see, the it's, here's the problem, though. I think you're right, but I also think that's probably part of the reason why they won't want Danny Green in return. 
Well, this is the thing. Danny Green's contract next year is not guaranteed. They can trade for this simply for the pick and just let oh, Danny Green okay. go. Okay. Because that's what the True. Sixers are going to do, but there's, there's still value behind Danny Green's contract. Yeah. Because you could do yeah. a trade. You could trade You could trade Danny away and get a trade exception. So, the, you know, there's still, still more you could do with Danny Green. Um, obviously, Danny, Danny Green, I, I, it sucks that he's not going to be on the team because he's been a, a glue guy for us. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. And he's a winner. Yeah, he's three championships. Four? Four, four championships? Or is it three? No, I missed the three rings. Three. He, missed the three, he missed the three rings. Um, yeah, three so, championships, three different teams. Three different teams. I was hoping that we would be the fourth one. Hey, but... no, or is it four? Did he win two with the Spurs? No, he only won or one. Or did he just win? Because he was with the Spurs that next for year, a long next time. Year, they they lost the first year. Uh, but remember, no. the Spurs won in 2011, too. Or 20, uh, no, they won in 20... The last, I think it was they won in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven, and uh, he was yeah. on Cleveland. He was he was with the okay. Cavaliers then. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but NBA is 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 is, is a business. Um. Yeah. So you know, wish Danny nothing. When you're best. when you're in, your he's not been trading yet, but we're just we're talking about him like he's trading. <laughs> I mean, he might as well be. I mean, if he's not trading, he's getting released. So we already know he's gone. Yeah. When you're in your mid thirties and you tear your ACL. And your name is not Kevin Durant, <laughs> like, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for you to find another job. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it is what it is. It is no no hard feelings, but like you see what we're trying to do. Yeah, you know you know what it is. I and- think I think Danny could at least rest on the fact that it wasn't his game. Yeah, that, that was client, the issue. Yeah. It was just an it was just an accident. In all fairness, he can make a, a, a make a, a recovery. Like he can make it and they come back. Oh yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What what if, what if this be fucking crazy? We trade Danny. Danny gets to another team, gets released, and we sign him to a vet, veteran minimum, and just wait for his fucking uh, ACL to heal. Wow. You think that'd be cool? Cause like, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Because we trade, trade, we got you back. You know what I'm saying? That would be almost. That would be almost exactly like what uh, LA did with Rondo, except they didn't have to wait for him to heal. Remember Rondo? Uh, did they trade him away, or he? I think they traded him away, and then he just came back the next year. Oh, you can't. Yeah, he came back. Uh, it was a year later because he played. Yeah. Uh, he played for Atlanta. From yep. Atlanta, he got traded to the Clippers, and then the following year, he re-signed with the Lakers, and then he got traded to yep. Cleveland. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, tra- they yeah. signed him, won a ring, traded him, signed him again, and then traded him again. Because yeah. he started to regress. Um, Rondo, yeah. Rondo would definitely work for a team like ours. Um, off the bench, yeah. Yeah, definitely would work with a team like ours. Obviously, you probably would have no- you need another guard off the bench because he is getting Eric older. Um, yeah, Eric Gordon. Um, I was thinking more so another point guard. Um, just in case, Uh-oh. just in case, you know, you you never know what he's going to look like next year. Uh, we, we are going off the idea of Rondo more so than the actual play of Rondo. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, another guard back there. Um, definitely learn play. Tyrese needs to learn a little bit more playmaking. Having Rondo and James Harden, uh, I think he's in a great situation. Um, yes, sure. absolutely. Um, absolutely. Back. Let's go back to Jeremy Grant going to the Miami Heat. How do you like that fit? I like it if if it's purely just a replacement of PJ Tucker. I don't think it's a bad trade. Um I don't think Jeremy's as good of a three-point shooter as PJ, but at the same time Miami has three-point shooters that they just don't even use. So yeah. 
I think Duncan would probably be in that trade because Duncan makes I think seventeen million. Uh, Jeremy really? makes twenty something, so it probably be Duncan. Their pick this year, mm. just a swap like that, because you're losing PJ, so you kind of have some cap space. So, if that's the case, I think that might be. I don't know if that if I would go that way. To lose PJ, to lose PJ and Duncan and replace. But they didn't even use Duncan because they 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 didn't want to play Duncan in the playoffs because you can't have Duncan and Tyler Hero out there. True, but at the same time, for the regular season, like just having him off the bench is still a huge plus. Like that part of the reason why Miami was as good as they were was because of depth. Yeah, like the fact that they even had Duncan and didn't need him. Yeah, <laughs> like didn't that, need to use him. Like you imagine Duncan on the Sixers, bro? His ass is starting. <laughs> yeah, like he's playing forty six minutes a game for real. So, so you know, you're losing, you're losing depth. You might be gaining. You're getting a. I can't even say you're getting younger because Jeremy's younger than PJ, but he's older than Duncan. So it's like, is he older than Duncan? I think he is. I mean, Duncan's pretty old. Duncan's Duncan is, pretty old. Hold up, let me look it up. What are you talking? They might. They might. Worst case scenario, they might be the same age. But remember, Jeremy Grant got drafted in like what twenty. You also got to think Duncan Robinson played five years of college basketball. Twenty twelve. Yeah, but he's still well. Yeah, he played. He, he played D three right. first, and then he played. I think four but years. Jeremy played. Jeremy played two or three years too, didn't he? In college, I think he was two years. I think, if anything, because I think he played with Michael Carter Williams. Then he got drafted to to the Sixers, where he would pair up with Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, like Jeremy's not Jeremy's not a young guy. Like he's Duncan he's, is twenty eight. Jeremy's twenty eight. So they're not. Uh, then I, I guess I don't know. I, I wouldn't even say that they're getting like. Jeremy's twenty eight. I wouldn't say that they're getting younger. April twenty second. April twenty second. April twenty second. April twenty second. They're about a month apart. Oh my god! They were born in the same year. <laughs> yeah, they're both twenty eight. Both twenty eight. Yeah. So you're twenty eight for twenty eight, man. But you're also losing PJ. Yeah. So it's like you're you losing you're... that toughness. I mean, you still have Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, you still have you uh, you down on the bench, but he's on the bench. So yeah, exactly. But you want to so like you're, beat somebody up and then take him out? I wouldn't. Jeremy Grant's not like so much of a better fit that I would say it's worth losing he, a starter and a, I would say a pretty good bench piece. And, and and what Sean is saying is he's not saying that PJ is better than Jeremy Grant. He's just talking about the fit solely. Alone. Yeah, yeah. Like him being that corner three specialist and being a lockdown defender and having, the, getting... and having the Miami – like grit and attitude that's synonymous with that team. Like the fit was kind of perfect. You know what I mean? The only other team that was like as good of a fit (laughs) for PJ Tucker was Milwaukee. And he left Milwaukee too. And he's never going back to Milwaukee. So Milwaukee fans should let that shit go. They, they did, they did PJ dirty. Yeah. So like, you know, I, it's not a it's not a bad repl- it's not a, a huge downgrade. It's not a huge downgrade. But in, if you were to ask me like what I would want, I would rather have the depth because okay. you have the star power. You definitely, you do. still have Jimmy and Kyle Lowry and Victor Tyler. Oladipo and Tyler and you got to resign. Like, you, have, you have to resign uh, Victor. Yeah, yeah. I, Victor's getting um some attention because you know his defense is still there. Um, yeah, his offense is still coming along. He obviously he's been two previous years injured. Um, right. So 
you know, there's there's teams probably out there going to give him somewhere around three years to the 35, 40, around here. There's yeah. teams that they could do that. Yeah. and But, I mean, even without Victor, you still have pretty significant star power, especially for the East. Yeah. Um, so ben, it's like I would I would much rather have the depth and the versatility of having a guy like PJ and a guy like Duncan just on the on the roster. Okay. But Whereas, if you but if you lose PJ and you still if keep you ha- Duncan, if you lose if you lose PJ, when you lose I PJ. would when you lose PJ, when you right? lose PJ, he's coming down. When you lose PJ, I would much rather go out and sign somebody than trade Duncan to get somebody. Okay. Just just because I mean trading Duncan cuz like here's what you got to remember like Duncan the main reason why Duncan is on even in this discussion is because of his contract. Yes. But you also gave him that contract because he is such a good shooter. And almost any other team in the league would be like, "Yeah, we'll happily we'll happily take Duncan Robinson off your head." Like even for that money. So I think you could get something maybe a little bit better than just Jeremy Grant. Can we, can we, can we, um, not, not a rumor, more so facts. Can we hop into this Kyrie Irving Nets situation? Yeah. Which, which I saw coming, but I didn't think it would be out like this. Like, I didn't think it would be, it would uh, be this public. Yeah. But it is, yeah. uh, the, so in context, the, the contract negotiations have stalled. Right, uh, Kyrie still does have a player option. Did he choose to opt in or opt out if he wants to? But Kyrie wants a long term deal, and Brooklyn does not feel safe giving him that deal. What do you think about yeah. that? I'm with Brooklyn. I mean, I don't know if there's many teams in the league that would feel safe giving him a, a, a long term deal besides maybe LA. But yeah, you know, if you're not if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to say, hey, look, you know. If Kyrie says, like, I want a long-term deal or I'm literally just going to walk, like, I'll just go somewhere else, which I don't think he wants to do because I think he likes playing in Brooklyn. It's close to where he grew up. He's playing with one of his closest friends and Kevin Durant. Like, I don't think he wants to leave Brooklyn. But I think if he's that hell-bent on the contract and he just says, like, hey, look, I'll just go somewhere else. I think at that point Brooklyn becomes a lot more willing to do a sign and trade. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking um, one of the teams that he is linked to is uh, Miami, but the the team that I think they would get more back from is uh, Los Angeles, the Clippers. Um, yeah. If they did a trade, and that's a, and that's a great fit for Kyrie. If they did a trade, and let's say they traded Kyrie, uh, obviously the Clippers would be getting Kyrie, and the Nets get Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard. And fucking Terrence Mann or something like that. I, I actually think right. it would be, have to be another uh, ten million dollar guy because he makes thirty million. But any any combination of those guys adds to the roster that you already have. Assuming Ben Simmons comes back um, and does Ben Simmons things, um, mm-hmm. all that shooting around Ben Simmons, and then on top of that, KD is still KD. Um, yeah. KD, we this this is this is going to be. If Kyrie if Kyrie gets traded, this will be legacy year for KD. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that's Kyrie is great. Don't get me wrong, Kyrie is amazing. But for Kevin, I think one of the biggest plagues that he's had to deal with over these past couple of years is just the fact that they need him to be amazing all the time. Yep, like he has to carry them 
all the time. Kyrie was literally because a part-time as, player this year. Exactly, because as great as Kyrie is, his biggest issue is availability. So it's like not even with ben, injuries. And then, not and even ben, with injuries, bro. That's the yeah, crazy part. Just availability, period. Just availability. And then Ben is obviously not helping that situation. So it's like I would if if I'm KD, you'd probably be better off just having guys that will play that are good and can contribute. So that way you don't have to be like the only guy on offense all the time. Like you can have a guy like Luke Kennard, who's not who, who's not a tremendous like playmaker or anything like that. But Luke Kennard can get he can get a bucket. Yeah. Like, you know, he can shoot like he's he's definitely somebody who's going to take attention off the, you know, a defensive attention away from you would because you, you can't leave him open. So it's you, like, would you say this is karma for KD for, 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 for leaving uh for leaving Westbrook like that? You think that the his that karma is starting to repeat itself? Or history That's a good question. Stuff? That's a good question. I don't know if I don't know if I would say it's karma. Is is this the basketball god's way of getting back at, at Kevin Durant because he legit? I mean, we could call it how you call it. If you want to, Kevin Durant was the best player on those Warriors teams, but you cheated to win a championship. I think if it's if it's karma if it's karma for anything, it's not for leaving OKC. It's for leaving Golden State. Because if anything, Kevin going to Golden State tarnished Steph's legacy as well. Yeah. Because think about how many, because even without Kevin, they were a great team. So it's like, think about how many. They literally just won a championship this Think year. about how many finals MVPs Steph might have if Kevin never came. Mm-hmm. Like he might have one less championship, but he might have two finals MVPs. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think. Do you think I'm asking because I personally think this way? Do you think the fact that Golden State won a championship this year, way before the big three and the, the big two and all this shit happening, do you mm-hmm. think that that tarnishes? Because obviously it lifts Steph Curry's legacy. Do you think that tarnished Kevin Durant's legacy more? The fact that they got one before him and they were one of the worst teams in the league to like last year. No. I don't think it tarnishes. Well, I don't think it tarnishes Kevin Durant's legacy. I think if anything, I think if anything, it proves what people already knew, which is that Kevin Durant, as great of a player as he is, he's not. He's not a MJ. He's not a Kobe. He's, he's not, not a, a LeBron. He's not that type of leader. He's, he's a more he'll, of a lead by example type guy where he Exactly. When, he's, when he he's, has to be vocal. He has to be more Exactly. Vocal. He has to be more vocal. And he kind of just hasn't been. He talks trash. Like he's 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 competitive. He's a dog, but he's not the guy that's gonna get into his teammates and like curse them out publicly. Like like get in their ass. Like he's not that kind of leader. He's not the dude that's gonna make sure every practice is at a hundred percent. He's not like he's not a, like Jimmy. Like Jimmy's not. You could argue Jimmy isn't as good of a player as Kevin Durant, but he's probably a better leader. It's not even an argument because but, I mean <laughs> because every team that because think about it, every team Kevin Durant has been on besides OKC was good before he got there. Like before he got to Texas, Texas was okay. They were one of the better teams in the country. They had PJ Tucker. They were competing with you know Duke and JJ. Like. They weren't 
as good, but they were one of the better teams in the country. OKC was bad. But at the same time, Kevin Durant was so young that it's like, you know, you don't really expect him to do too much. Golden State was great before he got there. The Nets were in the in the playoffs before he got there. So it's like he's never gone into a situation and literally turned it around. Jimmy Butler, we've seen him turn two teams around. Like Minnesota and Miami. Miami was an eighth seed before Jimmy got there. I want to bring up some points. One, that also includes Brooklyn, who had a young team – who was thriving, beat us in game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, they had a young thing thriving. Like, um, and, and, and it feels this way. I don't want to harp on this situation. This situation happened, what, maybe 13, 10 years ago, maybe a decade now, um, mm-hmm. when you made that trade, the the Paul Pierce trade, because um, you had, like, with Joe Johnson, Darren Williams and stuff like that, you had those guys yeah. and you thought that was going to put you over the hump. Um. They were the did, Lakers. Yeah, they were the oldest, one of the oldest team full of had. Like, I won't say has beens, but guys who weren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> so it's crazy that you move on for that. You finally get your stars of, of after uh, multiple years, and it's like every year somebody surpasses you. As, as a Nets fan, I feel fucking defeated because it's like we got KD and Kyrie. And our fucking two draft picks that should have been ours is in the fucking finals. Yep. I would feel some type of way if I was a Nets fan. Like, I feel some type of way that we didn't draft Jason Tatum. But imagine that being your fucking pick. Those are your picks in the finals. Not even. I mean, just imagine if they just didn't trade for KD in the first place. Like, if they just never blew it up. Like, they were already a pretty they good young team. They were deep as fuck. <laughs> think, yeah. think about this. Think about this. You traded away Jared Allen. And Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, D'Angelo Russell, yep. who was becoming a young leader. He was one of the, the, the one, I mean, he's he's kind of fallen off a little bit. But he was. He but was, see, but well, I want to go back to that. But you can go ahead about D'Angelo. But like, uh, not even just that, but as a whole, like you had you had a deep ass team. You still had Joe yep. Harris. Um, you still you had all these pieces that you could have added to, but drafting and could have added young guys, and then eventually you could have been like the Clippers. Where yep. you add it to that, except instead of subtracting from that, yeah, like all the, the players that who was on the team on that team uh, that went to the playoffs and they had that run against the Warriors, um, but they eventually lo- lost. That could have been y'all. Majority mm-hmm. of those players is still on that team, other than like the Patrick Beverleys and the Shea Gildas Alexanders um, that yep. you had to trade to get Paul George. But you could have been that way. Yep. And, and it kind of you kind of did go that way, but you went a different route to where you traded everybody. You had Kyrie, yep. you had KD, you had Spencer, you still had Jared Allen. You refused to play Jared Allen and played fucking DeAndre Jordan. Like it's you, you, you literally traded away an All Star center, uh, a six man of the year candidate, a two six man of the year candidates, the Karis Levert <laughs> too. So it's like yep. you had this deep ass fucking bench. It's it, it's probably just fucking karma for the fucking Nets. Yep. <laughs> it's just really for you getting be, get, becoming too greedy. Yep. Because they did it already. Yes. Like they, they literally did it twice now. They literally did it two times in a row now to trade for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and have that not work out. You trade for two older stars and have it not work out to then turn around and have a good, pretty good, pretty deep young team. And you, once again, you trade for Kevin Durant, who's, older 
already had a bunch of injuries coming off of Achilles injury, right? That could have went left. That and worked out for had, them. That could have went fucking left. And Kyrie, who's had an injury history his whole career, who's also coming off of a bad situation in Boston. Like, you just did it again. Like, you did the same thing again. Now, now what I wanted to say about D'Angelo Russell is, D'Angelo Russell, I kind of feel bad for. Sort of in a similar way, but obviously it's not the same situation as Joel Embiid. Whereas, like, Joel's worked really, really hard, but things around him have just been fucked up. D'Angelo, I feel like, has always had the potential to be a great player. And I think his all-star year in Brooklyn proved that. But he's constantly been bounced around from one team to another and had injury issues. And it's not like he's a type of player like Joel where even after injury, a team's just like, you know what, he's just got he's so good, we're just gonna keep right. him and let him stay. It's always like he gets there, he has a bad first year, he has a great second year, he gets an injury or he gets traded. Yeah. So it's like he's never he's literally never been somewhere long enough or played enough games to be a real like to really contribute. Like even with Minnesota, like when he got to Minnesota, he had injury issues. And he got there at the trade deadline, so he didn't even – he only played half this first season yeah, he there. He didn't even get to play for full, fully with Cat because I think Cat got injured. Yeah. Once he fully got injured – he fully got back, Cat, I think Cat got injured. He was playing by himself. Yep. yep. And then his second, D'Angelo's first full year, he got yeah, a – Edwards there a now. Little, yeah, exactly. And he got – and D'Angelo got a little uh, injury mm-hmm. where he, did, he couldn't play the full season. So it's like – now you get to the third year and Patrick Beverly's there and like like they've they're the kind Edwards of have really, emerged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like really deep at guard. And I'm I commend D'Angelo for not bitching about it because obviously him and Kat like were planning on being Teammates you know, a dynamic dynamic duo or whatever. They, but, but now when we was in Brooklyn, they were planning on this shit. It was supposed to be uh Yeah. Because if Phoenix didn't pan out, they wanted that they the Timberwolves wanted D'Angelo, Cat and D Book. Yep. Yeah, but they didn't eventually they just didn't have enough money. Yeah. Because I think that year they had like they had fucking uh what's his name? The old point guard from the Hawks. Who uh Jeff Teague? Who yeah, they had Jeff Teague and they were paying him like fifteen million. Yeah, they traded they traded for him because that's when the Atlanta yeah. blew it up. Yeah. So Al Horford will off, they just traded everything. For Minnesota, I would just chalk that up to poor management because they, they probably could have got Ben Simmons from us too, but they couldn't afford him either. Because you didn't have anything. Like, if you're not, if you, like, literally the Sixers were like, if you're not breaking they, bread with Anthony Edwards, yeah, like, you're not exactly. you're not getting him. Exactly. Because we don't want D'Lo. <laughs> we don't want that motherfucker. Right. Which is unfortunate because I think now he fits on the team better. Because of the emergence of Maxi, and because of the, the fact that we've seen that Maxi is probably a more natural shooting guard rather than point guard. Mm-hmm. Having somebody who can just knock down threes and distribute would be I mean, that's like, essentially that's essentially all we need Harden for. <laughs> like he don't he, play he, no defense. That, I was about to say that he's a poor yeah. man's James Harden. Exactly, he's cheaper and younger. So it's like it's unfortunate because he does. I would say D'Angelo fits on the team pretty well right now, but at the same time, it's like we got James Harden. It's bro. crazy. It's crazy because <laughs> he he will be a poor man's James Harden. 
James Harden would be James Harden, and then Luca would be a rich man's James Harden. <laughs> yep, <laughs> he is where James Harden should have been. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, he's, James Harden. He's was James there. Harden. He's James Harden. He was Houston James Harden. Yeah, he was Houston yeah. James Harden. The reason I brought up the Nets is because the Nets are about to do something else stupid. Uh, the Nets are reportedly not interested in matching any. Kind of like you call them the Nuts, <laughs> because they <laughs> like are nuts. Them the nuts. They are fucking nuts for not. They're not going to match match any offer higher than the mid level exception for Nicholas Claxton. Nicholas Claxton showed his ass this year. So what like, are they going to do to have Andre Drummond start? Andre Drummond is not under contract for next year. No, I know. I'm saying, like, are they going to re-sign him and have him be a starter? I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe they oh have to God. have something in plans. Uh, you still have Lamarcus Aldridge, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> um, it doesn't make sense. They, they, they said it doesn't make sense. They're very unlikely to consider it. I think Nick, uh, somebody like Nick's class and who's fucking super athletic. Um, he showed that he was he was trying to shoot before. Um, they got everybody there. He was trying to show some three-point range. I think somebody like Nicholas Claxton should try to get – if they don't want to sign him, try to go to uh, uh, Charlotte. I would want him yeah. to go to Charlotte. He's a young, yeah. defensive, lean, uh, Does actually actually does a, a pretty good job um, guarding the perimeter. Um, he, he should go there, throwing lobs or two all day. You're going to be spoon-fed. I think you should. I would there. say Charlotte, or even if they don't, because obviously I'm, I know they were one of the teams that were listed to ha- to be interested in Rudy Gobert, but Atlanta would be a good fit too. Good. Like, I think Atlanta. Trey Clint Capella. Yeah. Like I think him and Trey are closer, as far as timeline goes, than Clint and Trey. I don't think Atlanta's winning anything anytime soon. I think they have time to develop Nicholas Claxton. And, and something that's weird. Uh, uh, we let you finish. Let you finish. No, I was just gonna say I think that would be a good fit for him as well. Like a place he can go and he can play, and develop, and also like, be just be a good fit. Like literally, be what they need him to be. He doesn't have to change his game or anything like that. I heard a rare, a weird, very fucking weird rumor, but then I thought about it and I was like, hmm, this player can slide over. He does have the the talent to slide over to the four. The t- uh, the Memphis Timberwolves, <laughs> the Minnesota Timberwolves, <laughs> are looking for a center. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. I mean, yeah, Cat, you know, he claims he's the best shooting big man in NBA history. I mean, you can slide to four. I mean, exactly. And, I think and, once you say something like that, you basically open it up. Like, all right, well, stay out there then, because it's like he doesn't post up much already anyway. Yeah, and he like, doesn't really compared to Jokic. And Joel's handle of the ball, he's not there. So yeah. this this is kind of where I'm like, I'll be kind of skeptical of because one, he's he's very slow footed. I don't think he would be able to guard the perimeter. I think somebody mm-hmm. like if he was guarding somebody, let's say Tobias, I don't think he would be able to stay in front of Tobias. Like I don't. He think would, he would be, be like he would be a little bit like a Kevin Love. Yeah, where like, you would, you would uh, have to hide him defensively. Yeah, like, I think he's 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 like I'm. I'm not saying like he's a bad defensive player. I'm saying that he's more so. Well, he's better. not great. He's he's he would be better playing in inside than he would be on the perimeter. Yeah. Um, Cook Capella would have that kind of lockdown. I mean, he's also getting a little bit older. Um, so I, it's weird to see that, but he does have the skill set to slide over. Yeah, I I would say that I. Again, he would be kind of like a Kevin Love. He would be somebody you'd have to sort of hide on defense. I mean, Kevin has his moments. Cat has his moments. 
but those moments typically come in the paint. It's literally where he does have like a good defensive possession. It's it's not usually on the perimeter. Like Ke- like you said, he's kind of slow footed. He's got he's a little awkward, which for a you know big man isn't uncommon. But for a big man who's planning to play the four, that's kind of a problem. For somebody who's so gifted on the perimeter, and like his 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 shot is so respectable that he pumps. He does a lot of stuff that Joel does. He pumps, drives in. Um, but he dribbles really high. Yeah, and it's so like crazy he, that yeah. Joel, who doesn't play on the perimeter, he's not a perimeter player. He can do it if he wants to, but like he's more so in the post mid range area. Joel's handle compared to Cat's handle, it's mm-hmm. like it's not even it's not even comparable. Like Joel's yeah. literally over here doing behind the back crossovers. It's step a back, fucking, yeah. It's a step back, high step breeze, right. yeah. Joel just tries shit, like he just tries shit and just works. And he goes, "All right, well, I'll do it again." Like, he, yeah. It cat should be the third best center in the league, right? Yeah. Whether you want to go Jokic and be whoever you want to put one or two, whatever. Cat should be that 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 third. He should have that locked up. But well, since, remember, remember a couple years ago they had that survey amongst NBA GMs. It was like 2016. It was like the year after Cat got you know they got drafted. They they surveyed NBA GMs and asked, who would you rather, who's the player you want to start your franchise with right now? And Cat was the number one voted player over LeBron. They were like, if we're starting a franchise from scratch and we could handpick any player, most of them pick Carl Anthony Towns. And I'm then, sure that's no longer the case. I'm sure it's probably Luca now. Oh, yeah. But, Luca had, had shoulders, knees, and toes above everybody else, even like Giannis's, yeah. even, you know, yeah. Embiid's, even yeah. shit, LeBron about to retire. So I guess definitely over him. Yeah. Um, this is the thing I want Minnesota Timberwolves fans to realize: the gap between um, Cat and Embiid and Jokic. There's there's a fucking significant gap because mm-hmm. Embiid and Jokic are are could be your number one option on a championship team, whereas though Cat has already proven he cannot be number one and you be a successful team. Yep, Anthony. It took, even... it took Anthony Edwards emerging for y'all yeah. to get to the playoffs. If y'all had just added Patrick Beverly, as he ever remained the same player from last year, y'all don't make it. It is Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards should be their guy. I would argue there's a significant gap between Cat and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Let alone I was thinking so more Jokic, so center Jokic and Embiid. Oh yeah, well big well, man in general. I mean, just big man in general. I would you if you had the number one pick right now, you had to pick a young center. Not even a young. If you just had to pick a center. And your only two options were Carl Anthony Towns and DeAndre Aiden. Who do you pick? DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> so it's like, because like you, centers, not... there's a there's a pretty significant gap between Cat and some of the better centers. There's a huge gap between Cat and some of the better bigs in general. Yeah, like power forward centers. And the I... idea of him moving to power forward, I think, only slides him further down that list. I think Bam is the third best center in the league. I think it's Bam. Mm, okay. I don't. I don't think it's Cat. I think Cat is falling out of the top five because I think his offense. He has proven kind of like an Andre Drummond, where he does shit and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it does. It doesn't feel effective. Even yeah. when even when they were winning, you could highlight more of what Anthony Edwards did. Shit, I could highlight more of what fucking Patrick Beverly have done than I could mm-hmm. highlight what Cat did. Because and Cat dropped sixty this year. What do you – it's interesting that you said Bam 
Because where do you, where would you place Gobert then in that? In that I, I I would say he's top five. I think I don't think Cat's top five. Okay, so what would you, what would it be? Embiid, Jokic, Bam. That's that's three. Who's four? I would say Gobert is four. Gobert. And then five is what? Aiden. Aiden, yeah. Okay. It's not a long list. I, I as, was... as great as this, it's interesting because some of the best players in the league right now are centers. Mm-hmm. Some of the best players in the league right now are bigs. I would even argue the top, maybe of the top 10 players, like six of them are bigs. And this this is why I, I will put Aiton over. I think, I just think Rudy's, Rudy, say whatever you want. I think he's overpaid. I think you paid him too much money. You cannot deny his defensive impact. Not only that. You, you cannot I... deny that shit. Bruh, not only that, I think if you put him on a different team, his offensive numbers go up. I think yeah. I think Rudy could be a good pick and roll if, big. If you, if you put him in, in a situation where he's in Atlanta, I think Rudy averages like 17 points a game. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Absolutely. I think and, him being I think him being in Utah is a detriment to his career because like their best scores are on the perimeter, but they have no tremendous passers and when they did when they had you know rubio they didn't really have any like he was there was so much on him defensively that he almost had no energy to do anything else like you you couldn't get you could barely get a a, you know (laughs) an alley-oop out of him like yeah let alone actually trying to get a a, a point in the post i want to add this in the reason i'm picking deandre ayton as my fifth instead of cat it's not it's about the longevity of work because you could look at the player and go, Cat's a better player. He's more skilled than DeAndre Ayton. But I'm going to point this out. DeAndre Ayton, I measure success by playoffs. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs, his numbers go the fuck up. Yep. Right? His his beef with the coach or his beef with the, the Suns franchise and him get benched playing 17 minutes in a, an elimination game, that's that's cool. That's what, what they have. DeAndre Ayton was a On fucking other team. monster against Anthony Davis. He was yep. a monster against Jokic. Like he, yep. you know what I'm saying? He was he was a like he I saw what he can be if he was a, one of the main guys. Like he's 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 number 3. He's a, he's basically the running back if you if you be being real. Like he's yep. the running back in a passing play. Like they just dumping him off because he's open. Now see, if I'm Miami and I'm thinking about making a trade, it's not Jeremy Grant is probably is probably a guy like DeAndre Aiden. Mm. I would much rather because that that's a bigger that's a bigger impact yes. to me. It's a bigger impact See, to move to move uh Bam and a pick for DeAndre Aiden. Like Bam Bam and two first round picks for DeAndre Aiden, a sign and trade. Where the the Suns think, would have I to think, I think I think that's too much. I think they're more equal in value than I think you think. Um, thing thing. Well, yeah. Uh, well, Bam. I would say Bam, or it could be straight up. Because Bam, Bam. I think Bam has more value than DeAndre Ayton. It could be straight up. I think it could be straight up, but I don't think Phoenix gives up more than just Ayton. I don't think so. I think Phoenix. I don't. Have to give I, up some seconds. Yeah, maybe, but there's no first and there's no other players involved. No, 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 no. They're definitely. I, I think, think Phoenix. We have to give up some seconds. I think if you're Miami and Phoenix, 
I think that's a pretty good trade mm-hmm. because if this is if, the, if DeAndre Ayton wants the max and you're not willing to give it to him and he has some issue with the coach, Bam is a tremendous replacement. Mm-hmm. And if you're Miami and you're looking for another guy who can get buckets when Jimmy isn't hitting and maybe Tyler isn't either, because remember, like in the playoffs, that was one of their biggest issues. Tyler Hero just didn't show up when they really needed him to. If you add DeAndre Ayton to that, who can get buckets down low and can knock down a three or two and play pretty good defense, I think that's I think that's really, really valuable, especially when you're going up against the Giannis's and the Joels. See, that's one of the reasons why I would be iffy to do that because of who really? you have to face early. You got to face a Joel. You got to get through a Joel. You got to get through a Giannis. And I don't but, trust... I don't trust a DeAndre Ayton after, like, I trust him in, in situations against, like, kind of like the Mavericks, where I feel like he should have been way more, he should have been used more because they don't have a fucking mm-hmm. big man. Like, I, I trust him in, all right, cool, dump it down to him, let him go to work. But when you go against Giannis, when you got to guard Joel for fucking 44 minutes, I don't think he oh. could do that. I think you're losing out more than having a Bam there who showed that he can impact a Joel, even though it was a, an injured Joel, but it could show the, the, yeah. you know, that he could defend and they could defend on the perimeter. So well, also remember Joel has to defend as well. Mm-hmm. If you put jo- when Joel is in the game, he's such a great defender that if you match him up against a center, like bam, who's not, who's not shot. the type of, who's not the type of guy who's really going to go and get his own shot, like go and post up and get his own shot. Like repeatedly. Breath. Right, he can catch his breath a little bit, and he could play really good help defense. Like guys like James Harden can get away with letting go, letting dudes pass them because Joel's back there guarding the paint. Yeah. When you got DeAndre Aiden, De- Joel can't really take a possession off like he could with a Bam. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like I he's got to guard. He's got to guard him one on one. So like, just the fact that you got to make Joel work on both ends. Just one on one is enough that I think it's it equals out. Okay. Because no, no, I don't think DeAndre Aiden is as good of a defender as Bam, but he's a better offensive player, which means Joel's got to deal with more on the other end as well. Potential moving on. Potential Sixers guy. A potential guy we should probably look into signing because we need a backup point guard. Now the potential. This is where I say potential. I, I would love the the add the addition of a Dennis Shooter, who is mm-hmm. uh, expected to leave the Rockets, of course. But yeah. um, <laughs> I think I think we. I always think this this way that you should replace somebody in your starting lineup with the opposite. I always felt that way. So if you, you have mean? a scoring point guard, oh oh, I know you should you have know. more so a facilitating point guard. They're coming off the bench. Like, yeah, completely opposite. Same. Because going Same. from Tyrese to Dennis, there's no drop off in scoring, but there's no pickup in passing. Right. So um, maybe you probably you well, bring in somebody else who. Could I would also argue that Tyrese isn't necessarily the point guard anymore. I mean, okay. Yeah, you could. You could. So I, so, but again, but you're right though. I, I would say. Here's here's what I would say though. If you're replacing Tyrese, you replace him with a shooter. Like a catch and shoot yeah, like catch and shoot, shooter. Two, two. If you're replacing James, you replace him with a 
a, a good passer as well at point guard, but also somebody who can drive to the basket and get their own bucket. Um, and if you're replacing Joel, it needs to be with a high energy, like yeah, lob catching. Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, right. I lob like, catching, rebounding, like that. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea of adding it just because we, we need a bench. And did a shooter gets fucking buckets. The Lakers yeah. really missed out on that shit. Um, Listen, he's better than anybody on our bench right now. Yes. Um, I, I would like it. We'll I would take like it. it. If, if he's not asking for no big contract, you know what I mean? Uh, he could play with Boston this year. played pretty solid. It's crazy that he played with Boston this year and he made the finals. I, I probably feel a little bit salty. Um, but I, I, I want I – want, I, would, I would like it. I would like it. I'm not going to say I would love it, but I definitely mm-hmm. would like it. Um, especially – I'm assuming we make other moves, like in, term, in terms of giving the bench life. Yeah, I would even honestly, I would take there's a lot of I, I would take almost any veteran guard who's not injury prone, who's shown that they can still play and give good minutes in the NBA. I would take almost any of them off the bench as long as they're not asking for too much money. I'll take Patty Mills. I'll take Goran Dragic. Like, I fuck it. Like, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. like we'll take it. This is one of the targets I wanted. Um. I just always liked this guy. I just always, always did. I always admired him, like from far. Um, James Johnson. I've always, I don't know why. Yeah. He's not a great shooter. He's more, he's more so a point forward than anything else. But yeah. I just always like, I just always like James Johnson. Just always did. Just always did. Um, yeah. He's he, he's a good defender. Yeah. He's got size. He can guard multiple positions. He's like he's one of those guys that's just another body you can throw out there. And I think he's having not a team with, terrible at anything. Having a team, this is potentially having a team with PJ Tucker and James Johnson. Oh my god. Would be fucking dog. We, bro, would, you, lead, we would lead the league in technical fouls. Bro, can you, can you imagine the fucking The world? only thing worse the only thing worse would be PJ Tucker and Patrick Beverly. Uh, Patrick Beverly. And the only thing worse than that would be PJ Tucker PJ Tucker, Patrick Beverly, and Draymond Green. On the same team. Can you imagine this? Just I'm playing you the scenario. Joel B is going head to head, let's say, with uh fucking Kevin Durant. Right? He's going head to head with Kevin Durant. They literally head to head talking shit. Joel gets <laughs> pushed James out of the way. Joel gets pushed out of the way, and now James Johnson going head to head. Pushed him out the fucking yeah. way. Now, that should be so tough. Like yeah. that would be so tough. Like it, You need you need somebody that's gonna talk the shit, but if they get ejected, it's okay. I think I, I think <laughs> Why, why Joel loved Jimmy so much? Not only because Jimmy brought a dog out of Joel, and he he, he loved that because he's very uh, very competitive, but also he could talk to Jimmy like he wanted to be talked to. Mm-hmm. Like he can be like, "Yo, you fucked up. You did this wrong. You did this wrong," and yeah. Jimmy could take it. And then when he fucked up, Jimmy was also going to give it back. Yeah, I think that's you know what he, I love. I really love that, bro. I'm starting to see that out of Tyrese. Yeah. I love it. I so love he be going head-to-head head with James. Bro, that shit head in head the playoffs. James. That shit in the playoffs where he did not want to sit next to James. And James looked hurt. I was like, fucking good. Yeah. Good. And, and it, was, it, was, good. it was it was one when they, they was arguing over there. Because it was like, you've been yelling. You've been yelling at him all year. And he's taking it. And he's taking the criticism. And he's improved. Mm-hmm. Now you fucking up. And Tyrese is getting in your face. Yeah, and now you wanna yeah. now you wanna sit on the side. It's like, no, nigga. Like nah, I need bro. like you getting the same energy back. 
this this I love that. I love that Tyrese, even though he's in his second year, I love that he's already like, you know what? I'm a fucking star. This, like this, this, I'm I'm one of the main pieces on this team. Like this, I'm gonna talk my shit. This is why I say give Sam Cassell the fucking head coaching job. Sam Cassell gave that motherfucking confidence. He yeah. put that I mean, he already had, he was already a workaholic. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But Sam yeah. Cassell, when you are yelling at the stars, and, and you're you you're a fucking second year player, and when you feel that confidence that you could do that shit. You got to yep. think there's people behind you because when he was yep. arguing with James, Joel was like holding, like uh, was was behind him, like he's shaking his head, like yeah, you <laughs> fucked up, like you know what I mean, yeah, like, that. like, like right. <laughs> so I I love I love that I love that because you see in something like that and with the Warriors where uh Steve Kerr let Jordan uh Jordan Poole uh talk in the timeout, like he yeah. legit, he legit got up. Let him sit in his seat and talk in a bump out. Yep. Giving somebody confidence like that, especially a young guy, is going to go so far, not only for for their career, but as as that person, as they develop who they are. And Tyrese has already shown us that he he he's 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 here. Yeah. Yeah. I think Pop, I mean, they were veterans at, by that point, but Pop has done that too. Like yeah. Pop has called timeouts and not said a damn thing. Yeah. Hand the clipboard to Tim Duncan and walk away. Motherfucker, he did that shit to Patty. <laughs> like, he gave yeah, Patty, exactly. Patty, Patty, talk to him. Like, they yep. talk to him, bro. Yep, yep. And, you know, when you get to that point, it, when yeah. you get to that point, that's how you know you're a good coach because they already know what the fuck you about to say. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, and, and I feel like that's why Sam Cassell should be the coach. I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this till I fucking can't no more. Sam Cassell I, should get that job. I don't even... I don't know how much of an issue I have with Doc Rivers yet. Because it's one of those things where he did win a championship. He has coached teams deep into the playoffs. Can I can I add something in a lot of but in a lot of situations, the reasons why he hasn't made it over the hump have been injuries. He won a championship and he had the only super team in the league. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like they still had to beat but they still had to beat another really good team. Like they still had to beat a team. They still had to beat a team that went on to win back-to-back championships. They be Kobe. And they got to the finals again. Like, so it's like, I, my, and my, on top of that, even when he was with the Clippers, like he's he's gotten them deep into the playoffs. But injuries, like Chris Paul getting hurt, like there's been there have been situations where I could say Doc Rivers got eliminated, or a team coached by Doc Rivers got eliminated, and it wasn't Doc's fault. Mm-hmm. Like when we got eliminated by the mm. that I wouldn't no, I wouldn't blame that on Doc. Somewhere. I wouldn't blame it. Now, now you could say, all right, he should have took Ben Simmons out the game. But at the same time, Ben was playing great defense it's on Trey Young. Also, Tyrese wasn't who Tyrese is now. And you right, as well, you yeah. yeah. And we didn't have – so you could even blame that on Tobias. Like, Tobias was playing well, but he was once again not playing up to his contract. Yeah. So it's like – we had no, we really had no second star in that series. I, ben I was giving I, everything on defense. I definitely blame this year on him. I would, I, I probably would, but at the same time, it's like, at the same time, it's like, how many options did he have? Like James was playing terrible. Great. Would you want to bring a Shake Milton? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. At, at, after a while, it's like. I think I think a lot of times coaches are kind of like scapegoats. But I feel is, I feel as though I feel as though he's more so to blame because the reason Joel was not healthy for that yeah. next series is because you were yeah. terrified of last year. Yeah. 
You were ter- you can't tell I me would, you can't tell me Joel Embiid wasn't in that game because he was scared they was gonna go on a run and they was gonna fucking win that shit. With four minutes left, right? Twenty, right? Because you, you gave away two games already, so you think it? Oh, now it's going to be game seven. We can't we can't afford to be the fucking first team to ever go up three zero and lose that shit. Like I would blame I would blame that incident on Doc for sure, for sure. But I don't blame them losing to Miami on that incident. If I mean, that Joel makes sense. wasn't Joel wasn't Joel. He wasn't, but that wasn't the biggest issue for me. For me in that series, that wasn't the biggest issue. The biggest issue was Miami's depth and James Harden playing like shit. I I feel like I feel like Joel. Because think about it, if if even like when Joel came back, he was good enough to win them two games. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't see a huge drop off in the next couple games. I think I think you just except except in Joe in Ben I mean a uh, fucking James's play. You just you just you just added to my point. Um, I would also like to say because you said Joel's impact in those games were good enough to win them two games. Now imagine if Joel is there from the start. Joel does not have the True. eye issue. I, I'm I'm telling you right now. I've said this before. My we beat Miami, but even I don't know. Even then, I still think it at least goes seven games. I still think we we split the first two games in Miami. I don't know if the rest of the series goes that much different. I, I, I personally believe that we do that. Because the simple fact that it took Bam two games to adjust to an injured Joel. An injured Joel. Not a fully fucking healthy Joel. Joel had an open-ass yeah. shot and hit glass. When the fuck do we ever see Joel do that? Never. So it took him two games to adjust to an injured Joel. If he would have had four games, if that was within the fourth game Joel would have played, I think Bam ass would have been on the bench and they would have been playing Dwayne, De- Dwayne Dedman. That's true. That's probably true. But I think that's equally as important as James Harden playing like shit. I mean, yes, he played like shit, but he was playing like shit the whole entire series. So I, I didn't expect anything from him. Oh, I mean, he had one great game and we, we damn near blew Miami out that game. But also Joel was back. Huh? Joel was also back. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, Joel's impact was huge. Cause like but even I when he wasn't Joel's... himself, he was a big ass decoy. Absolutely. I think even if Joel's healthy, they're still focusing their defensive efforts on Joel. Healthy or not healthy, they're still focusing damn near all of their defensive efforts on Joel, which puts more pressure on Tobias, James, and Tyrese to pick up the slack. I don't think Joel I don't think Joel is averaging high twenties in that series, even healthy. I think he's averaging mid twenties, mid to low twenties. Just I, because you know he's the focus of their def their entire defense. Joel was healthy in the first round and he didn't have a tremendous series. He had a great moments. He was clutch. And he was obviously he was the main reason why they won. But at the same time, it's like if Joel's uh, if Joel's your biggest like, not to say he can't carry a team, but if Joel is having to carry the team, that's not gonna work against the number one team in the, in the East. I'm gonna say it like this: I think personally, Joel, Joel is so impactful that we won. I think I think we beat Miami six if he's healthy, and I, I'm willing to, to, to live and die on that. Okay. I am the prophet. I think we. I think if he's healthy, we win in seven. I am the prophet. We listen to Marquise. 
Past events don't count. <laughs> you can't pre- can't healthy, predict a what if. Healthy Joel. We'll never see it. We'll never know. Yeah, we won't. We won't ever know, and it's unfortunate. Um, That's like saying if Kawhi missed, I guarantee we make the finals. Like, well, we'll never know. <laughs> I think we do. Or not even. We'll win the championship. It's it's the simple fact that we should have been into the Eastern Conference Finals three years. We should been. We should have been there. And obviously, mm-hmm. it's if, 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 if. You know what I think is the, you know what I think is the craziest part of all this? Yeah. The, all the times that we should have gone to the conference finals, the team that we would have faced was won. a great matchup for us. <laughs> or the team that we faced won the championship? No, I mean, like, the team that we would have faced in the Eastern Conference Finals, we probably would have beat there. Each. Like, each, in 2019. Not, not only that, but, like. Facing Milwaukee, Milwaukee in 2019. Uh, Milwaukee last year, like Boston this year. I think we beat. They we we beat them. Toronto won the championship. Beat us. Milwaukee didn't yeah. win the championship. We could have went on there if we would have fucking held on to a league. Elite. Yep. Joel gets injured. I still believe this. That this one is more the more iffy one than any of the other ones because Kawhi shots once in a lifetime. He's never going to hit that shot again. Two. You go up thirty. You why the fuck are you losing? Yeah, that too. They happen. Obviously, once again, I said I'm saying a lot of ifs. If my parents, my if my parents was white, I would be white. So it's 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 if. It's a lot of fucking ifs in there. Okay, but it, it, it you can't ignore those. Like it's one of those yeah. things as a fan, you can't ignore. Like yeah. these these blimps in the rep- record book, like that. Like once again, like, I harp on that shit. Like to the point. When they replay the fucking Kawhi shot, I turn my fucking TV off. <laughs> like literally, I, I turn. I can't watch that shit because in my mind, like you said, in my mind, I'm going. If he don't make that shot, we 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 we, we fucking we, we're champions. We're champions. Yep. Obviously, the events will have to go down as they went down for Toronto. Um, because I don't think we're beating the fucking Warriors or fucking Kevin Durant. Like, I don't, I don't think that happens. Yeah. I obviously yeah. the events will have to transpire. Like they went down, KD get injured, Clay get injured, whatever, whatever the case might be. Obviously, I'm not wishing for injuries on them, but like it happened. Um, but yeah. even then, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. Even if they didn't get injured, we have a much better chance than Toronto. Yeah, I think. Yeah, with the de- with the perimeter defenders and and perimeter scorers that and we it, had, and then on top of that, like you're going like nobody's who's, matched up against who's Steph. Who's Steph guarding? Who's who's guarding Ben Simmons? Right. And then like <laughs> you got Ben. Imagine this: you got Ben on fucking. Oh, Matisse wasn't drafted yet. Matisse wasn't no. there yet. He wasn't there yet. No, not yet. Ah, he wasn't there yet. But just the thing: Jimmy on Steph, Ben on KD. You could just fucking leave somebody on Clay. Clay's not a dribbler. You could just have somebody in his face. Because who was our and three then, at the time? J- uh, Jimmy. Oh, was. no, Jimmy was. Jimmy was. Because we yeah. had JJ. Two was JJ. JJ. I mean, JJ, JJ, JJ with Clay. <laughs> JJ with Clay. I and was going to say, JJ JJ and Steph, I'm not going to say cancel out because Steph is a better defender than JJ. But at the same time, it's like they're both just going to run around. Yeah, I, I would put <laughs> like, that's, that's the exact reason I would put JJ on Clay because Clay does that too. But I think yeah. Jimmy would be more suited to move around with stuff and could you know beat him up a little bit and you know his drives and stuff like that. Yeah. Defensively, we had that. And then who the fuck was going to stop Joel? 
Who's going to stop? Y'all had Boogie. Not, Boogie not ass Draymond. ain't do that. <laughs> Draymond wasn't doing that shit. Like, listen, Draymond can stop a lot Draymond of people. Would, Draymond would get ejected. Like, trying to guard he him. He would fall out. With the refs. He, would, he would get yes. ejected or he would fall out. Arguing with the refs. Every game. Obviously, these are our fantasies. <laughs> we yeah. wish these things would happen. Obviously, listen. Because the thing is, the Warriors are so fast that we've never seen them. We've never seen them have to play a center, like heavy, yeah. heavy That's why minutes. I, they play Kevon James, Looney like they they go James small. Wiseman, a James Wiseman is very expendable to them because yeah, Kevin Looney did did what we wanted you to do. So they they play so fast that most teams have to adjust to them. They don't have to adjust to playing a bigger team. Like even like with Dallas, like Dallas was the bigger team, but like they they couldn't even play. They could barely play Porzingis. Yeah. Or no, not Porzingis. Um, uh, uh, Powell. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell, yeah. yeah. Um, also, he's not – I mean, he's coming off injury as well. Um, yeah. yeah. He had ruptured his well, Achilles, I think. Well, they definitely weren't playing Boban. Oh, yeah. You know what's crazy? <laughs> and when we go back to that Toronto series, I'm going to have that, and then we're going to move on to the next, the next topic. When we were fucking – when we were in that Toronto series, this motherfucker was getting buckets. Like I was, yeah, I was looking back at the at the game. I was looking back at the yeah. game. Um, I don't know why. Um, I was looking back at the game and Boban that mid range shot, mm-hmm. that shit was just fucking falling. Like Boban's pretty good offensively. He's just not as good defensively. He's like his his timing and his rhythm. We talked about that before about blocking shots and how it's mostly about timing. Like he doesn't have the timing to be a great defender because his. On the defensive end, his size is almost like it's working against him because he's so like cumbersome and like clumsy that he fouls a lot because he's just he doesn't have the rhythm and the timing to be like a really good in the the uh what's it called lateral quickness to be a really good defender. But on offense, bro, he just shoots over everybody. Like he literally seven four, bro. He just tosses it into the rim. And he has a floater, bro. He has a floater. Yeah, like he's seven he's, four, bro. Your hand is above the rim. How the fuck are you floating? If Boban was a better defender, he would be a, a starter mm. on any team. Yeah, but because he's such, a, he's not also, a good he's defender. Not, he's not a great rebounder either. Exactly, because that's also timing. Mm. Get, like being able to kind of predict where the ball is going to go and get there before the other guy. Timing, timing is also rhythm, right? Yep. Well, who's the best white guy rebounder? I feel like top five. I see where you're getting at, and it's kind of racist, but I also am intrigued. I, I would probably be Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Kevin McHale. I did, I did kind of just say white guys don't have rhythm, but sorry. But like, mm. boy, like a rebounder. Like, you go, damn, another one, another one, another one. Like yeah. Kevin, I, I think Kevin Love is by himself. Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Maybe McHale. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that many, because Lambeer wasn't a great rebounder. I mean, they had Rodman, so he didn't really have to be. Oh no, Kevin McHale for his his career averaged seven rebounds. Damn. Nope. What about Lambeer? Lambeer's Lambeer? probably not that high either. Probably not. They had other rebounders on that team. Yeah, Rodman, basic Rodman, uh, mainly. Um, Bear, Bear stats. 
Oh, you know what? What about um, 9.7? What about Sabonis? Not Demonte Sabonis. His dad. His dad. His dad. Uh, Davidis. Yeah. Arvidas. Arvidas. That's mm. seven point three. Damn, yeah, it's not a lot. Wait, it's not a lot compared to Kevin Love's. Like he got to have like eleven. What but, about Bill? Let me check Bill Walton. Bill Walton there probably is one. Kevin 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 averages ten point seven for his career. His at his highest he averaged fifteen. Before. His third for, year for for a single season. Okay. Fifteen point two. Yeah, career. Bill Walton for his career ten point five. Okay. Bill Walton, Kevin Lowe. That's it. Yeah. And his highest year is fourteen point four, nineteen sixty seven, and I mean uh, seventy six in Portland. He averaged ten point. So so because of he's that, four. He's he's ten point five on his career. His highest year. Rebounding uh, average was 1976. He averaged 14.4 rebounds per game. How many years did he average over 11 rebounds? One, two, three, four, four. Kevin Love's have six. Yeah. See, Bill six, missed a seven. Bill missed seven four seasons. We, yeah, seven if we count uh, 10.9. <laughs> Are we going to count it? Yeah, Bill. Bill played 10 seasons and missed four. Or no, he played. He played a. Wait a second. He played more than ten. He played thirteen seasons, and missed four. And his last, um, one, two, three, four, five, six seasons, he averaged under ten. Actually, because he had a he had foot injuries, he actually didn't even play his last season. And the season before that, he only played. Uh, ten games, and he averaged uh three point one rebounds. So he he had a really swift decline. Um, towards the end of his 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 career, but prior to his first foot injury, he was averaging double digit rebounds every year. Oh, um, what's his like name? over like over eleven? Fucking uh, Sean Brad Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley might be kind of high. Cause he's a bigger motherfucker. Oh yeah, he definitely did get uh paralyzed. Oh, I forgot about. He that. did. Yeah, he was. Was that recent? Bike. He was riding a bike and um, yeah. This, this was that recent? That was probably a year ago, maybe a year or two ago. Oh wow. Yeah, it's unfortunate, bro. Seven six. Uh, no, he's not a good rebounder. Nope. Six point three for his career. Damn. Yeah, I think Kevin Bill Love. Walton and Kevin Love are probably the only two. It's not racist if you're right. <laughs> this is the, no, no. Let me not start it's, some shit. Please let me start some shit. It's still a little shit. racist. It's still a little racist. But once once again, I'm sorry. Tyler Tyler Creator said it, so I, guess I, I, I thought I could. Um, of course, Tyler said it. No, I was just, I was just thinking like just it's it, it's a it's a natural thing. Like you know, it it's more so natural than it is taught. You can't be really taught sometimes to rebound the ball. It, it's it's natural for some. It's more of a, 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 I guess, acquired taste for others. Yeah. That's why I was like, how many of them get it? Because, like, how many of them get it? How many of them? 
This sounds so bad. It sounds so bad, but I, I, I promise you that my intentions are, like, pure. Like, I promise. But you know what's crazy, though? It's, it's funny that you brought that up because it is an interesting correlation between, you know, rebounding and, and rhythm because there's also there's also a pretty interesting correlation between... Shooting? No. I was about to add that. Okay. Shooting is, shooting is less rhythm and it's more fluidity. Just, mm-hmm. like doing everything in one motion. Okay. I would say rhythm is more so putting multiple motions together like in a series like one after the other. Yeah. Cuz cuz shooting is more so just like literally one thing like you're just you're literally going vertically, just jumping and throwing the ball. It's more so muscle rebounding and 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 right. constant um work, I guess. Right. Rebounding is is like you literally have to it's hand-eye coordination but it's also footwork mixed in there as well shooting is as well but it's a little bit more like i said it's it's so fast it's just like one motion basically rebounding is like all right i gotta look at the ball predict where it's gonna come off get over there get position block out the other guy and then after i seal him off go up and get the ball so it's like but i was gonna say there's also an interesting correlation between rhythm and post-production like scoring because a lot of the best post players have been either like converts like guys who played other sports first yeah or they were just really like agile guys like really uh athletic and like gifted in terms of speed and maneuverability like d wade was a great post player for a guard great he's all too yeah, but he's all but he was also just like such a really fluid player offensively that it made sense. Kobe Bryant was a good post player for a guard, but he also was a convert. He played soccer. Joel yeah. Embiid played soccer and volleyball. volleyball yeah. Hakeem played soccer. Like most of the most of the best guys in the post have been either just freak like like body control, like being able to just make their body do exactly what they wanted to do whenever, or they have converted from another sport. They played another sport growing up okay. where that required them to have good footwork. Cause if you think about it, nobody's seven foot or taller should have any kind of footwork. <laughs> like that's something that you had to have been working on from and the time that you were the same height as everybody else. For Joel and B's case to be Joel and Hakeem, I guess you could say to be considered the best, some of the best all time. Yeah. And Joel's bigger. Yeah. Joel's bigger. Uh, Hakeem was like, what's uh, Hakeem? Yeah. Hakeem was like 6'10. He was 6'11, 6'10, 6'11. Yeah. But he was like, he was like a good 30 pounds lighter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Joel was like 280. I think they said yeah. he was 280. 72280. 7172280. And, um, <sighs> Uh, I want to get into the argument that I heard uh, with JJ Reddick um, talk about the most skillful guys, and it was mm-hmm. like I'm a, uh, this most skillful list all time. And uh, what's his name, Mad Dog or whatever the fuck his his name is, yeah, Max something, Russo, something Russo. Like that. yeah, yeah. He was like uh, he would put uh, Bill Russell. You can't take Bill Russell off the list. And JJ was went down a fucking list. It was so fucking badass, bro. JJ, I would put, you I would put you Larry said, above Bill. You said so. You think you're saying right now that that Bill Russell is more talented than Joel Embiid? He was like, "Yeah, I'll take it because you, you can't ignore the eleven rings." I'm like, "Bro, what? 
That's he said who's more talented. He motherfucking didn't say who's more accomplished. Yeah. I hate that. I hate what people. Not to mention, that. not to mention how many of those rings came as a coach, right? Like he didn't even play. In also, he games. won a lot of those championships when there were only eight teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the in the in the fucking what first round was like one game, wasn't it like yeah. one or two? It was like three games or something like that. It was best of it was best of five, I think. Yeah, or best of three actually. Actually, no that that recently didn't that recently just changed. I think it was recent that that changed. Probably. Cause I think it was best of five when um Aya was once they went to the finals in the first round. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I heard somebody say that. I was watching No Dunks. You should watch No Dunks. No Dunks are entertaining. Um, I don't think um I don't think so because uh the um Lakers uh I think went like sixteen and one. Oh wait, no. Three, six, nine. No, actually, wait. You you might be right. It might have been best of five. Was it? Because they went the Lakers, and one. fourteen and one. Because the only loss that they had was game one against the Sixers. That whole playoff run. Yeah. So, so if they got four wins, it would have to be three wins. Four, eight, twelve. Yeah, first it would have to be three wins the first round. Four, four wins. Four, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, that would make that wouldn't make sense because that would mean that. That would mean that they would finish with uh, 15 wins. I can always check. I definitely have a computer in front of me. We're not good at math. Because there would be three wins first round, that's three. Three wins second round, that's six. Three wins conference finals, that's nine. And then three wins, and yeah, it would be 12. Well, yeah, so it might have been best of five. There would be 12 and one. It might have been. I can't remember. I remember watching those games, not knowing what the fuck was going on. I was like, what, five? And I was one. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, what year? I've gone time. back and watched them, but I don't remember exactly what the what the series. And yes, it's crazy yes. I, it, uh, it was in two thousand three. Two thousand three was when, yeah. Two thousand three was when they changed it to the uh the first round to being the best of seven. Okay. Oh, it was just the first round. Yeah, just the that first round. That was what? That was best round. of five? Yeah, only the first round. Okay, that's that's why. All right. Because I'm thinking that, like each round was I best of five. I understand it. I understand why the first round would be best of five. Because I, like... I, I do remember they played five games in the finals. I remember that. So it yeah. had to have been best of, best of seven. But, yeah, the, I guess the first round was just from, best of yeah, five. That makes from sense. From 1984 uh, to 2000. I like that. I honestly like that. I think they should change that back. I actually think I actually think it should stay like that, like best of seven. I'll be honest with you, because in the first round, there's the, the talent. The talent is 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 a lot. Um, I think, um, probably. I think I think it should depend on the seating. A first, a, a one through five, a one through uh a one versus eight, and a two versus seven should be best of five. Every other one should I be think, best of seven. I think because we have the play in now. I think the first round should be best of five because otherwise you got the eighth and seventh seed having to play seven games after they just played games. Ooh, I want to, I want to, I, I actually, possibly. I wanted to get on this. I wanted to comment on this. Um, in the bubble, the only, they only did this if the teams were in the play and only kicked in when the teams are close in record. Right? right. So if I'm the seventh seed 
right? Because one year in the West, the seventh seed won 49 games. Yeah. And then the AFC won like 45. And then under that, it was like 30, something like that, 30, stuff like that. It, it, yeah. it should be a game gap. Like it, it, only if you're seven games within seven games, then the play-in happens. Versus, yeah. dude, I had almost fucking 50 wins. Why the fuck am I playing a 35-game team? 35 yeah. one team. It should be it should be something like that versus then because like, if I'm in a seven seed, bro, like I'm in there. Eighth seed yeah. should be more so on the line versus me. Motherfucker, I'm here. Like like I'm in there. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the play in should be shortened so it's not the seventh and eighth. I think it should just be the eighth. And it should only kick in if the ninth seed is within seven games. Five, maybe. Five. Because they did that. Because if I won, if I won five more games than you, like you're not as good. See this now. This granted now, but see here's the thing. Here's the only thing that makes it kind of different: health. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you have teams like, like Brooklyn, that are very good teams, but they slide because of injuries. If yeah. you have a team like, you know, who was the eight seed this year? Charlotte. Um, I think it was Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. They play uh, play Miami. If you have a team like Atlanta where John Collins gets injured, right, which he did, Mm -hmm. and the team ahead of you, like let's say they were the ninth seed, and the eighth seed has won 10 more games than you, but now John Collins is back, you're better than that team now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the it's it's tough because sometimes even if there is a bigger gap, that doesn't necessarily mean that the ninth seed is that much better or that much worse than the eighth seed. It could just mean that they had a key player who was out longer. What what what, what seed was Atlanta when they beat us? Uh, it was fourth, right? Sixth. No, because it it was a four or five matchup between um, New York and them. Um, oh no, yeah, so they were they were five. Yeah, they were five. New York had a higher seat that year. So, uh, I would say that even that. I mean, obviously we had them down and we should have fucking beat it, but beat them. But they had players come back. They, exactly. They, they didn't have Hunter, but Hunter came. They didn't have Reddish. Reddish came. So you know they probably were better than what their seed and said they are. It was just more so exactly. Injuries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that happens sometimes. So it's like that's the only thing that makes me hesitant to say five games because even if it's ten games, if I lose. If if the 76ers lose Joel and B for 10 games, that's the difference between us and whoever's ahead of us. Yes. So it's like even 10 games can can be not that much, especially considering it's an 82 game season. Okay. Um so we got three more headlines and then we're going to wrap okay. it up. We're going to wrap it up okay. after this. Uh Atlanta Atlanta Hawks are operating with the goal of trading John Collins before the 2022 NBA draft. Where do you think is the best place for John Collins? I was going to originally say the Mavericks, but they got their guy. Yeah, they got Christian Wood. Yes. Um, that's tough. Because part of me might still say the Mavericks. You think you run Wood center? Because Christian Wood can play the five. I would I would more so want um John Collins to play the five than Christian Wood. He's just better defensively. Well I mean it doesn't matter for real. I think they're, they're switched around anyway. Yeah, I was about to say I think they can both be interchangeable. Yeah. Like 
But who do you have? To look at look now? at look at Kawhi and and Paul George. Like, who's the two? Who's the three? Does right. it matter? I mean, <laughs> I, I think it more so matters because Christian Woods is not that good at defense. Whereas though Kawhi and Paul George are both are elite at defense, so interchangeable they can be. Um, yeah. And one is athletic and one is more finesse versus versus Kawhi and Paul George, where they both are basically. Kawhi is just a better version of Paul George. You could literally say that. Kawhi is a better version of Paul George, but they fit the same format where they could do both the same things. Where you have this now is that they wouldn't be able to do the same things. One is more of an athlete. One is more of a catch-and-shoot guy, finesse guy. So I I would – I mean, they could. I mean, Mavericks – listen, bro, you in a situation where you just went to the Western Conference Finals, throw all the shit at the wall, go ahead. I think it's situational. I think they could be interchangeable depending on who they're playing. Okay. You could there would be some games where you could put Christian at the five, but I don't think those games would be ones that John Collins plays heavy minutes in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Did he it play this? Be, did he play this playoffs? John Collins. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did come back. He did come back in the yeah, end. He, Never mind. Yeah. But yeah. he was. He was. He wasn't. He was still. He was injured. He was still injured. Right. He just tried. He just tried his best. Oh. Um. If not. If not, Dallas. I mean, maybe Phoenix, maybe Portland. There's not a whole lot of options. Portland. There's not a whole lot of options. I think it partially has to do with the fact that John Collins is one of those guys that would probably be much better in a backup role. I, I, uh, There was reports that Chicago is interested in him. So maybe Vucevic, Kobe White for, James, for John Collins. Or is that too much? Uh, I don't know if it's too much because John Collins obviously has a lot more basketball ahead of him than Vucevic does. I just don't know if, like, for for Chicago, they would be getting exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. For Atlanta, they would be getting Vucevic, who's good and who can, pr- I'm sure, play alongside Trey Young, but they don't necessarily need Kobe White. I think he would fit more in, I think, Vucevic now is going to be kind of like how... Uh, Galinarius, where he's like, yeah, he's, he still could, could provide, but he's still going to show glimpses of what he was. But I think he's now settling into where he's now becoming. Right, right. I think Vucevic needs to be on a team where he's surrounded by younger stars, like Horford. I think I think Vucevic would thrive in a situation where there's literally no pressure on him to be a star, but he can Who's still like, give you. Looks like Vucevic should afford. And still have Clint Capella there. Yeah, but Vucevic can't defend the four. Mm, yeah, you're right. I mean, they got Hunter. Yeah, but yeah. would you play the three of them together? I mean, Cleveland plays Larry Markin and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Mm. And we're very successful. I, but the thing is... I would argue that Laurie Markkinen is much better at just catch and shoot. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can say so that. you can kind of just stick him somewhere in, like, the corner or whatever, and he doesn't really clog up too much of the paint. I mean, I think you could do Whereas, that with Vucevic to, to a certain extent. Obviously, he's not the shooter that Laurie Markkinen is. Right. But, but, but I'm and not he's saying... not And he's not, like, when with Laurie Markkinen, if somebody does a hard closeout, he's still agile enough to be able to just pump fake and then go to the rack. On top or of that, he's... He's seven foot. He could just fucking shoot over them. 
Yeah. He did that a yeah. lot this year. And annoyed the fuck out of me when he played them. Because yeah. Matisse would close out and he would be like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't care. So, uh, But I don't know. I mean, John Collins is kind of in a weird position because he's he's got potential. But at the same time, with what he does right now, I don't know if it's – if he does move, it's not going to be to a contender. Okay. I think if you – It's going to be like you, a sub – in the middle playoff team type name. Right, right. It would be like a, I don't know, maybe like a. Ooh, not not um, OKC. You're back. Get up. I would say I would say um. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. This could be the guy. Yeah, this could be one of the guys. Like he 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 average around the twenty. 20 uh 20 point range he he can yep. catch lobs he can yep. rebound he's not the defender that you want but he's definitely better than whoever the fuck you're playing at center now um would you would you put there da- would you put john collins over aaron gordon yes it depends it depends Denver. on the situation yeah definitely depends on the situation um because like if you're in a situation with Jokic where you you, you can't really be in the paint you know what I mean? You can't because like John Collins can shoot, but he's not that great of a shooter. I would say he's better than Aaron Gordon. I would say they're they're close. They're close. They're close. They're very they're close. close. They're both. But if you're going to leave one of them open from three, I'm gonna leave uh, John Collins open. Really? Mm. I would. I, would I don't leave. know. I I just I trust. Even though I shouldn't, even with both of these guys, I shouldn't trust their their jump shot, but. I just think Aaron Gordon has one of the more pure shots where it's like you feel like it's just going to go in. Like you feel like even if it doesn't it looks like, it looks good. It looks like it that should have that should have went in. Like that should have yeah. went in. And you normally he when you like when we play them uh the two times we play them it, it looked like it was short. Like every yeah. time he took took it it was short. Whereas though John Collins like he was making them against us uh but it was like he he shot it like it was back, backboard. Like he you know what I'm saying? It's like if one of those guys could find that even kill, their their, their shots would be amazing. Obviously, that's the yeah. hardest part of being an NBA player is finding it, that shit. But it, it it looks like they both have potential. I think more so John Collins have that has that potential to be there because he's younger and Aaron Gordon kind of is what he is now. But I think John Collins, what, 23, 24? Mm-hmm. Um, 24, I think. Yeah, so fits the, the, the I, scheme of the Charlotte Hornets. I think that's basically what they should get. I like Charlotte. Maybe even Orlando, depending on where they go in the draft, mm-hmm. because Chet can play on the perimeter. I don't know if I would draft Jabari, is Jabari Jamari Smith, right? Yeah. And then and then try and trade for John Collins. But if you draft Chet, play then I think you could kind of do that. Yeah, you could play Chet. I think you forward. Fuck. I think you could if you draft Chet, you could do a sign and trade with Mo Bamba. For John Collins, like and plus, they think they you'd think, have to, they you'd think, have to include like a pick or two. They think Obama might go to the Miami Heat. Mm, Upgraded the way Devin. Yeah, but he's still not. He's not gonna get a lot of minutes. I think. I think what he showed in in his in thing in his uh, thing uh, is that he can. He he. What he showed this year. Like he fucking mm-hmm. lit us the fuck up. Yeah. 
what he showed this year, I think somebody a team like Miami who's so great at developing, they will see that and like we can we can we can unlock some shit. We, yeah. we can we can we can unlock some shit. And yeah. and the perfect combo of taking Bam off and putting Mo on, where you, you I mean he's not the a perimeter defender, but Mo is a better shot blocker than Bam is. Yeah. And so that 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 interchangeable thing that they could do would be elite. And then yeah. you, Mo could space the floor. He's not a great rebounder because he spaces the floor. He's more so in the perimeter. Um, I actually would love Mo to come here. You know, you could just slide over. You know, you and you and Joel are friends and shit, so y'all could just hey. He he might Joel- be a, he might be a good backup center, but I think he's too similar to Joel. I think it goes it goes. See, Joel's like a, so. Joel's really skilled from the perimeter, but he's also even more skilled down low. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you want him down low. But at the same time, replacing, I think it's uh, replacing a replacing a center who's great down low but plays on the perimeter sometimes with a center who plays on the perimeter. <laughs> Any catch I lobs? Think, I, I think I think I, I think if he came here, which I don't think he will, because we we, yeah. we got to clear up space fucking P, for PJ to get PJ here. Yeah. I doubt we would have money for him. Um, yeah. and my next thing is about PJ. Kind of went back into what I said. Um, Sixers are the favorite to to land him. Um, mm. If he leaves Miami, he opted out. Um, I think that means something. Um, yeah. That 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 uh, play that Eastern Conference execs. I gotta go back down to the exact quote. It says Eastern Conference execs on PJ Tucker. There is going to be a line of teams looking to give him deals into his forties. Yep. And I said that I said that he he will be worth it. He's a he's a guy who could change a culture. He's one of those Patrick Beverly guys, one of those Draymond Green guys where he he talks a lot. I mean, his game isn't as, as that like it was. I mean, he never was, but he his game fits a team, but he also brings the extras that a team really needs. Um yeah. so paying him into his 40s kind of makes sense. Um and then my last one I wanted to talk about about where the hell did it go oh yeah it was another thing that just came out 20 minutes ago that the the um the most likely scenario in uh, Russell Westbrook is going back to OKC he literally dropped 20 minutes ago and I said it an hour ago we said yeah we just said somebody's (laughs) watching this podcast and decided hey that sounds smart and I'm gonna write it I'm gonna write it I'm gonna write a story about it this is why we need to hurry up and do the blog stuff Cause I could have been yeah. this guy, I could have been, I could have been that guy, <laughs> I could have, I could have been that guy. Also, KD yeah. is not recruiting um anybody to come to Brooklyn. Of course not. Just like he said, motherfucker, I'm KD. That's literally his pitch line to people. Yeah, but that goes right back to what we were saying about the leadership thing. Yeah, like like Joel called. It doesn't even it doesn't even seem like KD recruited Kyrie. It seems like the opposite. Even even now, um, it was a report that uh, Joel Embiid went to. Uh, so we had recently had Jaden Hardy in for a mm-hmm. uh, pre-J workout, and Jaden Hardy was like geeked, like he was like he was doing an interview, and he was like so geeked that uh, that, that Joel uh, came to talk. Yeah, to him. like Joel was there. Joel was there. There was like Joel was hands on, was in there like being a body and stuff like that. And he, it was like he was so geeked that uh, Joel was there. Daryl Morey was there. Doc Rivers was there that everybody was there for his, his, his thing. And I was like, that's the type of culture we need to build. You need to want people to be happy to be here and and to fucking feel like 
they they matter. So that's, yeah. that's just dope. That's just a dope ass thing to 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 see and to hear. Yeah, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and just like not KD, but yeah, I don't I don't see him as that type of guy. And I, and to be fair, like that's also part of what makes him such a good player because all he cares about is playing. Like literally, all he cares about is is who. Like that's all he wants to do. The that's the only run. thing really. That's the only thing on his mind is just playing basketball. He's not trying to manipulate like the system and recruit a bunch of guys and do all this other stuff behind the scenes and put teams together himself. Like he even said when the James Harden situation happened, like he just didn't even, it never even occurred to him to go to management and say, Hey, I want you to keep James. Yeah. Like he, it never even, he said he didn't even feel like he had that kind of relationship with the front office. And I think he said something along the lines that uh, he's like he didn't blame him for le- wanting to leave. Yeah. Because he was like, if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to wear a ring and the two guys that I'm playing with have always already won a ring and it feels like to me that y'all don't want it as much as me because you already got it, that I would then want to leave and go somewhere else where somebody else is as ambitious as me. No, no, no. I'm not even – you're talking about in Brooklyn. I'm talking about in, in OKC. Oh, Okay. And OKC, he said, well, when they traded James for Jeremy oh, yeah, Lamb. Okay. It's, it's crazy that this happens twice. This happened twice. Yeah. And OKC, before they won anything, they had just went to the finals. And he said he didn't even, like, it didn't even occur to him to go to the front office and say, like, no, like, go into the fucking luxury tax. Like, right. we need him. Trade surge. Yeah. Like, it didn't even, he said he didn't even feel like he had that kind of relationship with, like, the the front office but it's just like bro at that point you had been there seven years right. <laughs> you are the franchise like, like, yeah you like are you, the franchise you can't you're not you're not still a young player where it's like oh i don't have that kind of pull it's like bro that was no not seven years that was what 20 that was seven years he was drafted uh that was 20 yeah it was 2012 so it was he was oh seven it was six years yeah and it's so crazy. It was six years. Hearing uh Kevin Durant like or, about, or five, five. about him being on OKC and going back to that SB uh when John Cena hosted the SBs and he was comparing the WWE to the NBA. Yeah. He was like uh cuz that year Bron uh, the year before that Bron went back to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And he was like the WWE gets gets all the 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 BS for being fake when the NBA is just like the WWE. Yeah. He's he shows a picture of LeBron. When a when a bad guy turns good, you got to create a new bad guy, and he showed Kevin Durant <laughs> with the uh, Kevin Durant with the Warriors. So it, it's funny. It's funny as hell. I don't know why I always yeah. think about that shit, but it just it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Who's the bad guy now? Right now, is it James Harden? Is James Harden the bad guy? You know what's crazy? Is Joel? It might still be. It might still be KD. <laughs> it might still be. It, it might, might still it, be KD. It might be. This is the crazy. It's probably so much bad. It, you, you know what? Actually, actually, it might be. It might be KD or Kyrie. Fuck it. Because be the way ben Kyrie, Simmons. the way Kyrie left, <laughs> shit ben and Ben Simmons. That's and Ben why, Simmons. That's probably why this shit's not working, bro. It's so much the way fucking Kyrie, bad aura over there, bro. The way KD left, left Golden State, and obviously, I think him and Draymond have talked about it. But the way KD left Golden State, where it's just like. I got what I want. When LeBron when LeBron left Miami to go back to Cleveland, he was like, "I want to do this for Cleveland." 
it's not just it's not just like oh I need to get a ring by myself. Like it wasn't nothing like that. I don't think LeBron was ever concerned about that. He was I mean, like he was like I literally want to win for Cleveland. When like he had Kyrie when win. Who? Oh yeah, yeah. He had, he had to, to go to win. Miami. To to he had to go to Miami. KD is the same way. I I would argue he probably had to go to you know, Golden but State to kind of learn how it's to win. Different though. Because if he would have did that and then went back to OKC and exactly. did shit like that. Exactly. If he would have said, all right, now I want to do it for my team that drafted right. me, or, then or it would even, be different. Even when he was about to make the decision the first time when he went when he chose the Warriors, people thought he was going to Washington because he's from yeah. that area. Yeah. And he was going to team up with John Wall and Bradley Bill. Thank God he didn't because the motherfuckers, all the motherfuckers fell apart. Yep. <laughs> all of them fell apart. And they couldn't and they couldn't stay healthy. They couldn't stay. They couldn't stay. So, yeah, I, if KD had went back to OKC, I think he would have lost that villain role. But the fact that he went to Brooklyn and teamed up with Kyrie instead, it was like, bro, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're going to a team that was already in the playoffs with another superstar, and you're trying to win a championship yeah. on your own. Whereas it's like, like when Brian when Brian went back to Cleveland, they were they just had the number one pick. Like yeah, they were they not a they were not the a good team. For Kevin yeah. Love. So Yeah, like yeah. they were not a good team. He literally brought them back into relevance. Well, I would I they were probably relevant with Kyrie, but it wasn't there. he it wasn't brought relevant. he brought them back to like a winning status of like a winning team. Same thing with Miami. Miami was a pretty good team before LeBron got there, but when he got there and Chris Bosh, obviously, they turned it around completely. So KD going to the Warriors isn't the same as Kyrie as Bron going to Miami. KD going to Brooklyn isn't the same as Bron going back to Cleveland. So I don't know if KD's ever really lost the villain role. And then on top of that, you got Kyrie who went up there and told Boston, yeah, I'll be back if you'll have me. Psych, <laughs> and then the right. nigga was gone and the you, next year. And then, ben, and then you had Ben Simmons who just quit, <laughs> like just quit on his on his team. Just quit like that city, whole bro. team, that whole and team then, might be the and villain. Then, and then blame the city, for right? The fact they didn't have his back when we had your back, like we had Markel back. Exactly, but Shit, you just bro. didn't. You just didn't. It didn't matter to you. I think I think we catered more to you than we even show love to Joel some, at times. Like yep. I feel, I feel like Joel deserves way more loves because of the fucking shit you put him through. Because you know what it is, I feel like Joel was made for Philly. Yeah, kind of like how AI was. Like I think we can get on Joel, and Joel will just he'll take. He gonna talk his like, shit. We, he gonna talk his shit. Though. Yeah, he gonna he, he gonna talk his shit. shit. But he'll he understands. Like he gets it. With Ben, I think a lot of us kind of felt like, all right, him we gotta be nice to. Yeah, and then it's like when, like when he shoots a three, we'll cheer, even though he should have shot, shot five by now. When he Bro. does finally put one up, we'll cheer, regardless of whether it goes in or not. But if Joel shoots a three and it goes out and it doesn't go in, we're not cheering. Yeah. Like we're definitely harder on Joel, but that's because respect more. We know we respect we we know that he can handle it, and because we actually expect more out of him. And with it, Ben, it, it, it was like we're still trying to. Too. Right. With Ben, it's like, bro, we're still trying to give this man confidence. Like, we're not even – it's like dealing with your six-year-old child versus dealing with, like, a two-year-old child. If the six-year-old does it – like, they're both kids, but if the six-year-old does it, it's like, come on, bro, you know better. If the two-year-old does it, it's like, all right, I, I can't really yell at him the same way yeah. that I can the older kid. And it's like, Ben, 
And we're talking he's, about grown what, men. A year, he's a year and a half younger than Joel. It's like we should be able to yeah, we should be able to criticize you the same way. Three years younger. No, he's he's not that much younger. He's 25. Joel's 28. Joel just turned 28. So, and Ben's about to turn 26. So two years. Two and some change. Yeah. yeah. No, wait, or is Ben already 26? No, Ben's I can't 25. He didn't, he didn't, I don't think I don't think he I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about his fucking birthday. You're twenty but, fucking five, bitch, and you're gonna take it. But with Markel, Markel was like I think Markel was built more like Joel. Mm-hmm. So when we treated Markel like Ben, he didn't appreciate it. He didn't like that shit. <laughs> he didn't he like did it. When we like cheered shit, when we bro. cheered for him for making a shot, he was like, nigga, I do this. Like don't fucking don't make this a big deal. Listen, like, unlike unlike Ben, I yeah. did this shit in college. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, don't he was like, don't do that. Like when he had that, when I he got do that triple shit. double and they was trying to chair, they was doing all this shit. And he's like, Yeah, he was know. like, No, like I expect this out myself. I don't need I don't need that shit. Bro, listen. And bro. he said it when they when they when JJ interviewed him, he was like, They were very much behind me. <laughs> like yeah. they were they definitely felt like they had my back. Now I got criticized, but it never he said it never felt like it was malicious or like over yeah. the top or anything like that. He was like, Yeah, if anything, I felt like I got I got a pretty pretty probably, good deal in Philly. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably got more than I deserved. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what he was trying to say without saying it. Yeah. But but yeah, like some people just can't handle it. Some people just can't handle that kind of pressure and criticism. Cause mm. Philly, like, we'll give you pressure even if we don't expect to win. Yeah. Yeah, we was like, on it a was, fucking 10 win team, bro. We like, bro, you better close this yeah. shit the fuck out. Yeah, so and we what were we still like, we might, we were still like, we might not win, but we want to see some improvement at least. That game, that game where Golden State needed fucking Harrison Barnes to hit a fucking three to beat us, and our best yep. player at that night was Isaiah Cannon. Yep, we were like, oh, we're great. This we is were great. We were this like, this was amazing. You should have never gave us that. You should have never gave us that. We yep. have energy again. <laughs> yep, I remember the the first and last, the only courtside. Seats I've ever had to a 76ers game was I think 2015. We went into double, we went, we we were playing against Memphis? the Grizzlies. Yes, I yep. remember that. Mike Conley hit that yep. fucking three and we went to second yep. time. Yep. We were playing we against that. the Grizzlies. We lost that, didn't we? Yeah. That was that. the only course I game I've ever been to. When I tell you everybody in that arena was happy as fuck. With like nobody cared that we lost. The fact that we competed. Against yeah. a team that at the time was like really was good. They still, had, they still had Mark Gasol. They still had Mike Conley. Zippo. They had, yep. Like, uh, Young Jamaica was Green. Tony? Was Tony still there? Tony? Uh, Tony, Tony? Tony Allen? Tony was. Uh, he left. He was on the. Uh, the uh, what's the fuck? The fuck is that team name? Um, he went to the Pelicans. He got traded to the Pelicans. Okay. But like, they were still a good team. Like, they were still like a forty-five plus win team. Yeah. So the fact that we just went into overtime and it took the same thing, like a miracle shot from Mike Conley, even for that. He was he had like eight threes that game. Yeah. I was we were all happy. Yeah. Like I, Nerland's Noel was going. Like it was we were all very, very happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like we don't even care. Like, bro, improvement. <laughs> That's all we want to see. That's it. That's all we all, all we want is effort, bro. Effort, All we yes. want is effort, bro. If yep. we win, if we win or lose, people gonna talk about that shit regardless. That's the name of the game, win or lose. But yep. if you show effort and you lose, bro, listen, 
we did our fucking still, best. You still like won. the when we Miami. Why nobody was fucking seriously mad about Miami is that we had our backs against the wall. Yep. The fact that we got those two games meant a lot. Yep. That's why I mean people were leaving yeah, guys, but people yeah, guys playing through injuries. Yeah. So as a, like unlike unlike when we played the Hawks, when motherfuckers booing everybody. When we yeah. the Heat, I mean people. Some people were leaving because we fucking lost, but it, it, people were getting they they were cheering them. They were cheering like, yeah. bro, listen, bro, we wasn't supposed to be in the situation. Joel fucking certainly was not supposed to be back. We didn't think he was gonna be back this early. Like, yeah, and we're know? playing the number one team in the East, right? And we're playing the number one team in the East, yeah. who we know is very much like a good and stacked team. Like, yeah, they have two players that we wanted. <laughs> Like we're not, like we know we're not the favorites. Yeah. As opposed to Atlanta, where it's like we we should have bust their ass. Like should've. we shouldn't even we should we, not even have we the, shouldn't have made it to six games, let alone it's the seven. Fact that we did, we yeah. did, Sean. We were up yeah. twenty six. Yeah. And that we was lost. why. That was why. It wasn't about losing. It was about how we lost and who we lost to. Yeah. We just want we just want you to compete. That's all. That's it. People, the number like, one team in the East lost to the number five team, and after we blew a t- uh, winning a twenty like, point lead. Wait, we blew a twenty ass. point lead. <laughs> we blew a, we blew two twenty point leads, and our starting point guard didn't take a shot in the fourth quarter in four games. Oh shit! What? Something just happened. Something just happened. Something just happened. Jeremy Grant was just traded to the Portland Trail Blazers. Wow. For what? For Oh, uh, I think I think I think what the fuck? Wait. Wow, did, breaking breaking news. Breaking, breaking news, news, everybody. Wait, 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 wait. It just happened. It happened 33 minutes ago. God damn. Well, I need to refresh this shit. Okay. Oh, God, bro. What the fuck? Wait, I gotta I gotta I'm trying to find Woj. Where's Woj? Depending on what they gave up, that's not a bad move for Portland. At all, that's, George... that's a pretty that's a pretty good move for Portland. Oh my God! Did they give up Anthony? Did they give up Anthony or Norman Powell? They didn't give up shit. That's Detroit. 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 Detroit has traded Jerry Grant to Portland for a 2025 first round pick via Milwaukee. They still have number seven. Wow! What? 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 Portland is a blank seed in the West. Tenth. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, hey. That's a good move for Portland. Hey, and they still have their seventh pick, which means they can still trade their seventh for somebody. Ooh. Ooh, okay. I said Norman Powell. I forgot they already moved him to the Clippers. Yeah, they already traded him. That's why I was like, kind of like, huh? I was like yeah, but I'm, let me get to it. Let me build it up, motherfucker. Wow. Joel just That's tweeted. A good move. Joel just made a tweet about Michael Rubin leaving. Um, you were supposed to leave when I retired. Ha! Uh, gonna miss you, brother. Been amazing eight years for me. I can't wait to see what the future holds. Everybody's leaving. Everybody's leaving him, bro. JJ, Jimmy, JJ can Michael come back. Rubin, you know, he's a free agent. Sam Hankey. <laughs> JJ's a free agent. He can come back if he wants to. <laughs> JJ not coming back. He can come back if he wants to, man. JJ is not coming back. He you know, certainly could. You know, he's making more money fucking being a reporter than yep. he's making more money. Like, yep. I think he's one of the top 10 play, paid people I, at ESPN right now. I think if we sign P.J. Tucker and we can make enough moves to improve our bench, 
without losing Tobias or James Harden. See, if I had my phone, if I had my phone, then I, I think JJ might consider coming back. <laughs> think JJ come out? Head come out of retirement? He don't look too bad. I, like I said, if we can, if we can make some moves to improve our bench without losing Tobias, Tyrese, or James Harden, and we can sign PJ Tucker, I think JJ considers coming back. Ooh, for up. one year, for one year. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Detroit is making this move. They were desperate to make. They said Detroit is desperate. Was desperate to make this move. I think. I think there's something else about to happen. Desperate to make the move. Why? They said the Detroit has put all their attentions on DeAndre. Hmm. That makes sense. All all, all signs. Now, they clear. They clear. Was, they clear cast space. If the De- if Detroit can get DeAndre Ayton, Detroit's the seventh seed next year. So I what? think the addition. I think if Detroit can get DeAndre Ayton, they're the seventh seed next year. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton, Kay Cunningham, and whoever what Shaden Sharp. Whoever they I think draft. Yeah, because they got I, the I was fourth about to say, pick. I was about to say they was going to draft a big, but or fifth pick. I don't. Th- yeah, if they can get DeAndre Ayton, that accelerates it. That that and Shaden Sharp or yeah. Jaden Ivy. They can do whatever they want. That and uh, and Caden Cut K Cunningham. I think that bumps them up to. Ooh. I think that bumps them up to like a seventh or sixth seed next year. And you got and you still got Sadiq Bay, who's about to make a jump. I think. Yeah. Kay Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Sadiq Bay, and uh, DeAndre Aiden. I think that's a that's definitely a playoff team, at the very least. Hmm. That would be a huge turnaround. Danilak says operating the same shit, same shit, same shit. I'm trying to like refresh before before we end. That I mean, come on, like we were supposed to end this like a little while ago, and the fact that we okay full trade details. Um, full trade Pistons receives number 36 pick this year and a 2025 first round pick from Milwaukee Blazers receive number 46 in Jeremy Grant Jeremy Grant they, the Blazers won that deal I think they both won it if they both get what they want um, if Pistons get what they want I mean either way Pistons got a first round pick um, we got a first round pick back I guess yeah I would even if I'm the Pistons honestly I might even trade the number 5 pick and thirty six, for what to to Sacramento to move up? Okay, because Jaden Ivey doesn't want to go to Sacramento. He said that he made that very fucking clear. Yeah, he, so wanted, he, he would love to go to Pacers. I heard from what I heard. If I'm Sacramento, that's the easiest way to just say, "All right, Boom. you can go to Detroit, and we can just move back one spot and pick up a second round pick." Dope, dope, live breaking news, live. I I think I would have got this automatically if I had my phone. I would have I would have known this, but uh, you know, it is what it is. The one day I don't have yeah. my phone, it's gonna be a lot of shit that we're gonna miss because I don't think we're gonna be able to do the draft show because I unfortunately have to work. Um, yeah, I have to have to close that day, and I I also don't I would I also don't have any way to watch the draft because I just got rid of my cable, so mm. I would have had to go somewhere and watch it. That's probably sucks. my mom's house. That sucks, boss. Yeah. I I for That's one rough, have buddy. cable. But I won't be here. 
Um, I literally we have cable in my mom's room and the living room, and everybody else is Wi-Fi. So, yeah, that's more, pretty much all you need these days. For you, um, man, that's wow. it. I'm kind of trying. Good to on refresh. you, Detroit. I'm trying to refresh. I'm trying to refresh. Make well, sure. not good on you, Detroit. Good on you, Detroit. If you can bring those other plans to fruition, if you can get DeAndre Aiden for what's probably going to have to be a lot of money, yeah, gonna then, have to max then, him out. then good, then good on you, Detroit. So not only do you give, uh, you get Jeremy who brings in twenty million. I think you still have forty-ish million. I think they clear, they can, they can clear up to sixty million if they let uh J- Josh Hart walk. Which I think mm-hmm. that's what they're going to do, honestly. Um, what about Nurkic? Nurkic. Here's Nurkic's a free agent, so they don't. I know. I'm saying, do you let him walk? Yeah. Because here's the thing: if you do, if you if you move, if you let Josh Hart walk, I mean, if you let Nurkic walk, and Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles wasn't you wasn't going to play next year anyway because he was injured. Right. If you let them both go, you can make a run at DeAndre Aiden. Mm. And I heard that the um the Suns were looking to get a pick in this draft. I don't know yep. why they win a top ten pick, but if you trade DeAndre and you do a sign and trade to get seven. Yep. And then Phoenix can then that's that that's uh, like oddly like nothing for Jeremy Grant. That's a pick from Milwaukee. It's not even a pick from Detroit. It, yeah. It's a pick from Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, a pick from the Blazers. It's a pick from Milwaukee. I mean, that that's pretty low on value if there's no players involved except for Jeremy Grant. That's, I mean, our pick is better than the pick from Milwaukee. But obviously, yeah. our but the thing about our pick is that we can't trade our pick. Um, we would have to draft somebody then trade them. Yeah, because yeah. of the the rule, the rule, the fucking um siphon rule or something like that. But yeah, that's that's I think that's that's it. Wait, let me. If see. I'm Portland, I would definitely look at that. Let me let me see. Let me check NBA. I'll give you Eric Bledsoe in the seventh pick. Let Joe Ingles walk. Trade him Eric Bledsoe in the second pick. I mean, I mean gonna, seventh pick. They're gonna let Joe Ingles walk regardless because he can't walk right now. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like let for Portland let if you after you let Joe Ingles go after and you clear up some cap space that way. Mm-hmm. Eric Bledsoe the seventh pick and maybe another future first round pick for sign and trade for DeAndre Aiden. Hey, listen, uh, good for Jeremy too, bro. You're gonna have a chance, chance. You know, depending on what moves they make to 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 make you know playoffs. You know. Yep. You're gonna be one of the guys. I think that's one of the things he really wanted. He still wanted to be one of the the, the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going. And that's to be a that. good. That's a that's a balanced team. Yeah, defense. Dame, Dame, well, Jeremy Grant, and and if you could get DeAndre Aiden, that's a that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good core. Their last best wing defender was fucking Robert Robert Covington. Covington. Yeah. Yeah. So now you get that. And, and that's seven times better than fucking Robert Covington. Yeah. Um, Woj said Daryl Murray has called numerous teams about potential 23 and now winning player trade. Giovanni mentioned that the Thunder players. Ooh. Lou Dort for Matisse Thibault in 23. 
Mm. Not bad. Or like uh, Cambridge Williams. Oh, somebody retweeted that shit. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all. That's all we got. All right. So we got. Well, this has been another week of the Untitled Sports Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed it, please make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel, that you follow us on our social medias, Twitter, Instagram. Also, once again, this is live. We're going to do this more often. This is a yep. live show, so you could literally come watch us. Please find yep. us at YouTube at the Low Lights Network. You can find us. Drop us up. And we're going to yep. do this every Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, just come along, you know. Come along for the ride. Yes, sir. All right. We'll see you later. Oh, also, make sure to go to the website, blackflagent.online, blackflagent.online, to see some cool new merch that's just been posted. And also, soon uh, comes. there's going to be some. Yeah. And there's also going to be some more uh, some more new merch coming soon um, that Marquise is going to be designing himself. Yes. So. It's it's gonna be, I guess, uh, hopefully good. But, hopefully uh, good. <laughs> but yeah, but follow us on our social media platforms: Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. I believe we have a TikTok. Uh, Somewhat. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.